This is WWE superstar Tony Nese, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome everybody to another episode of Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 427 and we thank you for once again listening to the best online listening experience than you can find on all of your podcasting sites and podcasting applications. We're talking about the Apple uh, podcast app. Make sure you rate us, give us five stars, give us a nice review. Keep that positivity flowing. You can do Stitcher, Google Play. Check us out over on those pieces as well. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. You could email us if you want to sponsor the show, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody that grabs shirts from us at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. They had that big WrestleMania sale. Shirts were sold, flying off the shelves, and you can still purchase them at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Also joined here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo. Dave, how are you? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. And live aboard the SS Markdom, it is Brandon. Mr. No Pods Off, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you sailing the scurvy seas? It's awesome as always. Wow, you you actually sound really clear. Yeah, because I'm in the middle of the ocean with the best damn internet in the middle of the ocean. Now, what ship are you on? It's, oh, I don't even know what it's called. It's a a Royal Caribbean. I'm on a Royal Caribbean ship. All right. When's the wedding? Uh, It was Tuesday. Ah. Getting hit shot Tuesday. uh, I, I went on the dance floor. I got dragged onto the dance floor, as always. I always, for whatever reason, I become a star attraction. It makes no sense. But it happens. Because you are well, a star just, attraction. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is at times. No, no, no. Now, now, did you actually stand up as a best man or no? I wasn't a best man. I was a groomsman, yeah. Oh, you accepted. I mean, it, it wasn't like... Wow, yeah. break, breaking down doors right there. So Brandon's been having a fantastic week. All, all, all aboard. Just no, just know that brother is different than cousin Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And what about you, Dave? How was your week? Uh, my week was very good, very jam packed. Um, I had a lovely experience on Sunday, the day after uh, the New Japan event. Well, the, Did you say WrestleMania Sunday? Yeah, WrestleMania Sunday. I kicked off with uh, having to use my EpiPen. Oh wow! Why? Yeah. What happened? For the first time ever. I'm glad you're joking. <laughs> what, um, what happened? I had a multigrain uh, bread. Why don't you read? Like, where did you have the multigrain bread? From Dunkin' Donuts. And But I've had multigrain bread in the past. Did you ask like, them if there were oats. nuts in the multigrain bread? Well, I assume that it's just oats and seeds. Jeez. Like, no can't nuts. Assume. Can't assume stuff like that, Dave. You should know better. You have an allergy now. Wouldn't it be pub like posted? Like 
contingent? No, like- I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe. But where did they? Where, like, did you request it? Like, this just sitting in a case. You don't see it, right? They just offer it. Um, they just offer, I believe. But yeah. you should. Yeah. Uh, you should. You should write to Dunkin' Donuts to get a free gift card. Oh yeah, wow, I a mean- free gift card. <laughs> yeah, and like at first, give me a donut. Yeah, my arm started to like get like uh, not hives, but it started to break out. So I started to break out. My wrist started to get very, very red and uh, very, very red. My body became very warm. Um, and then I started to, at first. It started as a stomach cramp, and I was did just you like, throw up or no? I wanted to, but I I did not throw up. I felt like I was going to, but it started to get really uncomfortable in my stomach. I, at first, it was just a stomach cramp. Then I looked down at my arms and noticed that both arms were starting to um, break out. And it wasn't high or anything like that. It was still flush with my skin. Um, and then after a little bit of time, I felt like my chest started to feel tight. Um, it kind of felt like if you just had something to eat and maybe you had some indigestion or something like that where it just feels like it's just something stuck in there. You, like you weren't choking or anything like that, but just so like your, your throat wasn't closing. I don't think my throat didn't feel like it was closing. My tongue didn't swell up. My my lips didn't swell up or anything like that. Knock on wood. Thank goodness. But so I you're gonna my, bring your EpiPen now everywhere? Well, I, well, I had my EpiPen on me. You you and you always carry it. Yeah, I do always I carry it. You didn't it. always carry it. Yeah, no, I I I I do always carry it. Um, but yeah, I started to feel my chest kind of like get tight. And once I felt that sensation, I was just like, okay, this is uncomfortable. So I ended up using the EpiPen uh, down Benadryl and ended up being okay. Thank goodness. It's a good thing you're fine, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ended up falling asleep. I slept through some of the kickoff of WrestleMania. I didn't wake up till. Oh, that's why you were sleeping. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. Even, I like how you didn't even like tell me you were had an allergic reaction. You just said, "Oh, I woke up." <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't even really register to me because I I passed out once I got home, and then I woke up. I think when I texted you, and then I fell back to sleep until like five thirty, and then I woke up and I got in just in time for Hawkins and uh, Ryder's match. Like I got in just in time. How was but, your week, Chris? Um, all I've done is work. It's really sad. I'm kidding. Did you get cornrows? What do you mean? <laughs> Did you get cornrows? Are you are you are you not telling us about something? I did. I did get cornrows. I didn't. I didn't want cornrows. We walked up the ship, and the woman like automatically tries to sell you on Grabs it. Grabs your hair. She's like, I'll, she's like, I'll give you this price. I'll give you this price. I was like, Nah, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do it. I was like, maybe on the way back. So on the way back, she she stops me. And my dad's like, oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. I was like, I don't want cornrows, <laughs> which is very surprising. Cause I really, I like I like getting cornrows. But yeah, cause you're I, I gave in. Dog. I gave, she like, she pulled out the chair. She goes, no, 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 just sit down. I was like, oh, whatever. So I sat down. I got cornrows. I got 10 of them in my head right now. Nice. Sweet. Send pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> send well, send picks, not... bro. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just been work. A lot of lacrosse. A lot of lacrosse. And I'm just like, I keep doing it to myself. Like, I had my other client. It's like, hey, we want to film something. What days do you have available? And now I'm just looking at my calendar, like I have next to my computer, and my next day off is the 20th and the 21st. And then I go on crushing it until the end of the month. 
So there you go. Yeah, but I get hey, to go that's... to Austin, Texas, at the end of the month for work. Which oh is snap, be cool. Austin! You're gonna keep it weird. Oh, I, I'm really tempted to get my Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt out of the attic and wear it. Just to you, be like, 100% have to. 100. Uh, like, I, I wore a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt in in Austin, Texas. What? I I just happened to have been in the room next to 316, so I 100% was taking a picture, flipping off the camera. Oh really? In front of. Room 316, wearing my Austin 316 shirt. Oh, or my, my wasn't Austin 316, but it was a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt. That's so rebellious. That's, yeah, <sighs> super rebellious. All right. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to go up in the attic and find it. I have to, 100. Yeah, Dude, come yeah, on. Like, you... Earlier today, like, what kind of wrestling fan would I be if I'm on a cruise ship and I'm not busting out a Kyrie Saint shirt? Come on. That's what <laughs> I. That's what I wore. That's the shirt that I wore today. Nice. Did you get any shirts uh, WrestleMania weekend? Um, no. The last order was what I had already said. Oh, true. But I, there's like some good new. There's some new T-shirts out there that I want. I might get the uh, Hollywood Hogan shirt. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that one is pretty. Why? Cool. What's the? What's so special about the Hollywood Hogan right now? Oh, it's just a brand new shirt that WWE. They must have like had these shirt designs for years. That like, oh my god, we can't release them anymore. And then. Mm-hmm. Because they, they had the Hulkamania lifts forever established 1984, and on the back it's like the, the you know like the how Hogan used to have the rips. Yeah, they have that like the design of that in red. It's a yellow T-shirt. They have Johnny Champion and uh, the N in Champion has XT under it, mm-hmm. and then Hollywood Hogan with the uh, Hollywood rules under it and the blue flames and stuff. That's they have a What You Gonna Do Brother T-shirt. Yeah, I always thought about getting the the Hogan just simple red and yellow. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think the Hulkamania Lives Forever t-shirt is really nice, too. And I, I still I want to get... I'm going to eventually end up getting the You Suck Thank You chance. Not well, chance. I, I mean shirt. <laughs> I just think it's like such a weird t-shirt to own that it's like, how could I not? Same thing with the... They they released like a uh, a weird uh, Rey Mysterio t-shirt, too, yeah, that, I that I might think of. Sorry. But yeah, other than that, I don't... Oh no! Oh yeah, I forgot. I did have a day off on Friday, and uh, I went and saw a couple of my buddies' bands play, which was a lot of fun. It was good times, great memories. Um, no fighting though. No, no fights. No, there was no fighting. But apparently, there's like this thing now that like old, like old school, like hardcore brothers can uh, face Facebook Live while they're moshing in the pit. Like this guy. And next to me was standing there with his phone in his hand, holding it up, trying to get the show, and then pitting while he was doing it, like you know, swinging his arms around and bumping into people. But it was just, it was just real strange. I, I, like I was people trying to on pay... his Facebook, people on his Facebook go like, "Jim, you getting jumped? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, thought crimes and God's eyes uh, killed it. And it was good to see my buddies. I haven't seen them in a long time, um, and they put on a great show, and. That's it. Let's talk about wrestling stuff here, because we went... Speaking of a great show. Yeah, speaking of a great show. um, But speaking of terrible fans, also, we'll get to... There's going to be... Chris has got a a segment of the week this week. Let me tell you, folks. Anyway, um, we were there. We took a little marketing out field trip into Manhattan, New York, for the Ring of Honor New Japan G1 Supercard. Uh, Really cool to be there for this. A lot of fun. I enjoyed myself. For the most part. It was very, very surreal. Yeah, it was just weird not seeing WWE in there. Yeah. Seeing like every, every 
Go ahead. Yeah, no, every every time that they showed something on the um the Titan not the Titan Trump, but the overhang. The scoreboard. Yeah, the David, scoreboard. Mr. Every time Hockey. You the video on the scoreboard and you kind of zoom out to the see the arena, you're like, it's just different. It's weird. Yeah. That's strange. Um prediction wise though. Uh, Brandon and Dave tied at five, and I got three, which tells you out of 12 matches, we can't predict New Japan. <laughs> which is not too bad. Well, well, no, no, to be fair, ROH was attached to this as well. So we just can't predict anything that's not WWE. <laughs> so, start off, that's um, a good the, thing. the six-woman tag match, we were all wrong on it. We thought Team Sumi Sakai would win, but, uh, Team Jenny Rose and Mizuki and, uh, Kigetsu picked up the win on that one. So um, I, was, I knew you guys were marking out hard about uh, Sumi Sakai. Yeah, and, and of course. Garden. I mean, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but then you also had that rumble, the dark honor rumble. Yep, which none of us Kenny predicted. Kenny King pick up the victory. Kenny King coming in number one on that. Oh, okay, so we all predicted Jushin Liger, right? That's correct. And it only makes sense because Jushin Liger retired is announced announced his retirement that Jushin Liger would go over in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. But it ends with Kenny King coming out of nowhere and tossing Jushin Liger out. I thought that was a perfect ending. Yeah, I thought also, it was good. Great and, Muda. And it's super heel. Let's heat. not forget about Great Muda being in the ring. I know yeah, this was can... a very fun match. Yeah. This was, yeah, I thought it was really cool. There was tons of people that were like I marked out for Muda. Obviously, we marked. I marked out for uh, King Haku was in the match. Yeah, King Haku. I mean, and did you ever like? Did you ever think you'd see Jushin Liger versus Great Muda at Madison Square Garden? No. Yeah, everyone's that, like, oh. That that was so surreal to see was Muda and Liger in the same ring at MSG. I mean, it was also cool to see Bad Luck Fale and LSG and stuff like that, too. I marked out Minoru super, Suzuki. super hard. Yeah, everyone marked out hard for uh, Suzuki. I guess he hasn't been around in a while. Uh, I marked out huge when Cole Cabana had to leave the commentating table and go right into the ring, which I thought was great. That was a fun uh, Yeah, I, I thought I was happy that GoTo was in that match in Shingo. I was happy to see them. Um, I mean, there's so many wrestlers in that match. Delirious got making an appearance, too. Yeah. Because he booked it. Yeah, he booked himself. <laughs> he but... booked himself. But yeah, solid rumble. Um, and then you started off the evening. I'm just I'm looking prediction wise. Um, well, I'm just I gonna think go. We both. What's up? Do we, we do we all pick Will Osprey here? No, I was the only one that picked Jeff Cobb. Oh. Because I said I don't like Will Osprey, and I hope that Jeff Cobb wipes the floor with him, and he did I... so. You I just thought look. Jeff Cobb was coming to WWE, so... No, you, you guys, think you guys both talked about it last week. I just listened to the show literally two hours ago. Just you to... always say Will Osprey. I say Will Osprey. Okay. Which one is it? Potato, potato. It doesn't matter. Well, it is Champa, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that I know. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Cobb uh, is now... You... Know. Jeff Cobb is now your never open weight and Ring of Honor television champion. Uh, he's been on a run since he came into Ring of Honor, so this is a good thing to uh, get him back over to Japan. Yeah, talking cool. about a run, what about that next match? Rush picking up a victory over Dalton Castle. Roosh. It's Roosh. Roosh. We it's learned Roosh. on Saturday it's Roosh. I've known it was Roosh. Talking about talking about pronunciations of everything. Yeah. I literally, dude, for years I've seen this guy wrestle, and I've always thought his name was Rush. And here I come to find out Chris leans into me. By the way, it's it's Roosh. I was like, wait, what do you mean it's Roosh? Had no idea. Yeah. Absolutely no idea. Uh, yeah, Roosh I've picking up the victory. I've probably been watching it for over 10 years. 
So Rouge picking up the victory over uh, Dalt Castle in very quick fashion. Um, I said it last week, and I really enjoyed the pomp and circumstance we got out of uh, Dalton Castle's entrance, the boys coming out. Um, and then after the match, Dalton Castle snapping and beating up the boys. What's going to happen next? Which, the... again, it doesn't doesn't mean they're separating or anything. We've, it could be like punching bags. Like... Could be. I mean, we've seen that with, uh, I mean, in WWE with the Singh brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Up have... next was a Women of Honor World Championship match. Kelly Klein defeating Mayu Iwatani to become the new Women of Honor World Champion. And after the uh, match, the biggest news mm-hmm. was the debuting of Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, who associated themselves with uh, what's her name? I'm sorry, Mandy Leone. Mandy Leone, yeah, to uh, form. Who what... came out to? Who looked like she was going to help Kelly Klein, but then rips off her heel and boom. Yeah, that's it. To form the, the new stable of the Allure. Which, I uh, wasn't. I wasn't too big of a fan of this. Why? I just. I really don't like the beautiful people. So. Yeah. No I thought that this. Uh, for me, I thought that it took a little bit too long to play out. Yeah, and first they started Facebook be- living about it too while they're in the yeah, room. Yeah, like you had beautiful people come out, and then they get into the ring, and then you have to wait for Mandy Leone to come out. Uh, come down to the ring because she was doing commentary, I believe. And it just feels, it felt like it took way too I... long and it was just very predictable. Was she doing commentary? Yeah. yeah well, no, she, yeah, she she I don't me. know if she was doing ring commentary or whatever she was doing. But anyway, the allure is going to be making themselves known in Ring of Honor. Uh, next up, it was supposed to be a New York City street fight between Juice Robinson and Billy Ray. Uh, earlier in the night, it looked like somebody knocked out Juice Robinson. Uh, this then got turned into a six-man New York Street fight as uh, Flip Gordon <laughs> answered the challenge from Bully Ray. And Flip Gordon and his teammates of lifeblood of Juice Robinson and Mark Haskins defeated Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. So after you seeing uh, on Twitter Silas Young going out, you know, going on about how he wasn't booked, this, that, and the other thing, uh, he got booked. And I thought this is a, this is a fun street fight. It's funny. It's funny because it, it opened with that dude rapping the the theme song to G One Supercard or whatever. Oh yeah, that was uh, terrible. That was and awful. bully bully Ray cuts him off and goes to beat him up, and then that's when everything went down. Flip came out, made the save. Huge pop because last of what I thought he was injured again. He injured his. I, yeah, I thought I thought Flip was. I didn't think to see Flip here, so. Yeah. I, and I, I was pumped because I, I really wanted to see Juice Robinson, and they were like took him out of the match, and then it got turned into the six six man team. So I was, or not six man team, six man yeah, tags. And yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, we have a new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and that being Dragon Lee defeating Taiji Ishimori and Bandito uh, in a you know great flippy do. Yeah, Fun not match. the longest match, but really, dude. At one point where Bandito they got their stuff hit in, the, uh, they hit that like the double. I don't even know what you would call it, like a almost like a Spanish fly or like yes. a, a fallaway slam from the top rope. Okay, yeah, so it was, was like a really Spanish cool. fly fallaway slam. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, but yeah, no, new uh, that one that we none of us predicted that right. The next no. match, uh, Brandon and Dave predicted, right? Because now we have a uh, dual IWGP Tag Team and Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And that's the Gorillas of Destiny defeating Villain Enterprise. Brody, uh, PCO may be getting the best entrance of the night because we got Destro. 
All of a sudden, they bring it. They bring out the giant electric chair, and all of a sudden, you see Destro. I was like, I, I looked at Dave, and I go, "It's Destro." Oh my God, he's booked in Madison Square Garden. The the one thing that drove the, me a little bit crazy with that is that this this setup for his entrance. But you know it what? It took a while. Yeah. But it took, took a while. while. But we didn't see what it looked like on TV. That's yeah, that's thing. what I'm like. I'm sure camera wise, they were focused on what was happening in the ring. Yeah. But to be there live, it was like okay. But that would have been a WrestleMania, for... also. That would have been at any yeah. live show. Yeah, that would have been at you know NXT Takeover. It's just would have been. It might have been a little bit more crisp at WWE because of how their production value was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't fault them at all. But yeah, the Grill is a destiny defeating Villain Enterprise, Los Ingobernables de Japón, and the Briscoe Brothers. Um, This, I mean, the thing that stuck out to me the most about this match was a PCO is insane, absolutely insane. Dude, totally that, that, that one spot where, um, who was it? Gorillas of Destiny? They yeah. powerbomb him to the outside? Powerbomb him over the top rope, over the turnbuckle. And it's just like, what a, what a spot. How do you, like, I don't know how you agree to do something like that. But, but let's PCO, any PCO's fantastic. Up. Yeah, he, he stood up, did the Undertaker sit up, and then went back down. But Yeah, he like... He had his sudden burst of energy and then just collapsed. That was it. Yeah. But um, I think but... The, the weirdest part of this is that after the match, when they're still doing storyline stuff, because who ran off of the titles? Yano. Yano ran off of the titles. Teasing Gorillas of Destiny. And all of a sudden, there's a fight in the crowd. And nobody knows what's going on. And then you're like, wait a minute. Is that Enzo? It's freaking Enzo. Enzo and Big Cass jump the rail and start start beating up the Briscoes. Like, hey, why would you ever try to pick a fight with the Briscoes? So random, too. I mean, from, like, what I saw, it was some, we thought it could have, anybody, it could have been anybody. Somebody I just threw... thought it was commotion, and then it was once it was clearly Enzo, I was like, oh my god, and there's Big Cass, too. Yeah, I, at first, I, I, I heard you say that it was Enzo, but I couldn't make out who the other person was. Yeah, I could. It, it, was, it was Enzo, it was big, big, uh, big cast, and I and I, I said this too. I'm like, I think that was the most memorable part of the night for me. Was you that had because and, and like, down, you had yeah, Billy Ray choke yeah, him out. Yeah, but the funny thing about the two, and I mentioned that on Saturday night, was that. Like bully, like and Enzo's come out in interviews and stuff like that. He's like, there's two people that I still talk to, like almost all the time, professional wrestling. One of them being Bully Ray, the other one being Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it that's it's an interesting dynamic there. You know, maybe Bully Ray was like, oh hey, these guys will be good for Ring of Honor. Let's bring these guys in. Apparently, they I, might. I feel be like working. we said that when Enzo got released. I feel like we said like bring him to Ring of Honor, get all the New York City heat, and then. I think that was even before this show was announced. Yeah. I was talking about, like, Hammerstein. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow. What a yeah, this what was... a do. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. weird because apparently they didn't show it on the, the, the transmission of it or whatever. Yeah, they totally played it off as if it was not supposed to happen, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Up next was for the British Heavyweight Championship. Sabre Jr. successfully retaining that title with uh, Takamichinoku in his corner. Uh, he defeated Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool to see Taka. I mean, it was really cool to see Tanahashi, too. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was a nice, nice match. I, got, I think that for this match, I was going in and out of. 
at times. You were getting tired. Yeah, yeah it was I tough. started it was getting. A, this is. Six, I I started getting tired with this event. and the next match. It was a six-hour event, so I, it's understandable. Yeah, I I like I feel like for the first part of this match I was in it, but I wasn't really as into it as I would normally be if it wasn't a six-hour event. <laughs> But uh, and I really I don't think there was like a, a dull moment though. I think every match was actually really solid. Yeah. Uh, the next match you had Ibushi pick up the victory over Naito. New um, Intercontinental Champion. New, yeah, new IC champ. All right. I didn't, I didn't I'm expect it. that. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I, cool. I, I enjoyed this match. Um, up next for the Ring of Honor World Championship in a ladder match. Defended three ways. Matt Taven picks up the victory, defeating Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull. Interesting. Interesting choice here. I feel like, I, I don't know, I think everybody's behind either Jay I feel like out of that match, out of the three of them, Marty Skrull is the one that everybody really wanted to uh, win that. But Matt Taven won it. Maybe this could be, I know this weekend coming up, it's the Kingdom versus Villain Enterprise for the six-man tag team championships. So maybe... The Kingdom will go over Villain Enterprise, and they'll kind of run show like I spoke about with um, Villain Enterprise. Maybe they'll run the show in Ring of Honor now. Yeah. I think that that Taven came out huge in this match because the the crowd hated him. I mean, when he won, won, though, nobody really – it was just like, oh – I I thought that it got pretty much of a heel reaction. I mean, especially because – my memory. I don't know. Every time, and then even before that, every time Skrull hit his, would go for the chicken wing or call for a signature, he it, it wasn't lethal. It was Taven that interrupted him, yeah, getting even more heat from it. Um, I what that, about that, that ladder spot with uh, that Jay Lethal hit the Macho Man elbow spot, elbow drop spot off the of one the... video I have on my phone or pictures I have on my phone <laughs> is Jay Lethal doing the uh, elbow drop. They're pretty good. Yeah, that pictures, was pretty but... sick. What about the ladder? I, I also. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but apparently no. But what I'm, what I read today was apparently that guy got hit in the knee, and he's okay. Oh, yeah, from what I the... from what I was watching, it didn't even look like it hit him. But they, uh, I like the uh, the purple ladder that Matt Taven brought out. The kingdom yeah, that ladder was huge. Yeah. yeah, and it helped him. Main the... event, main event of G1 Supercard for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. You saw Kazuchika Okada defeating Jay White. Brands dealing with predicted this right. Champion. Yeah, I mean, I understand having Okada. You want to send everybody home happy, and I feel like I'll, most of the crowd was on Okada's side on that match. You, you didn't send me home happy. I didn't get an Okada buck. I know. I didn't get an Okada buck. No one got Okada bucks. <laughs> they didn't have Okada bucks. Period. I know. Yeah. I, I was also I was disappointed with the fact that like this was a huge show, and. Like merch merchandise wise, you could have sprung for the the better quality posters. <laughs> I was I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't like a New Japan versus uh, Ring of Honor sort of uh, program. But it wasn't either. a versus thing. Well, I, I just mean like a, a, a dual branded program. Yeah, yeah, I I think that would have been cool. I mean, I was looking forward to something like that. The poster didn't seem like it was a quality that. It was, was it was flimsy. It was a flimsy poster for ten bucks. I still purchased it. I like posters, whatever. But I and I and I really wish that they had event T-shirts on pro wrestling tees because they don't sell my size at events. So yeah, I actually ended up buying one of the co- collector coins. Yeah, um, there's a big coin thought, collection, I guess. 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I kind <laughs> of sell I, his. Is he gonna try to sell it in ten years to Keith Hernandez? Maybe <laughs> I, I should have bought. I kind of wanted to buy a pin, but I kind of forgot that. But I, I didn't buy anything. Nah. I bought a twenty-two dollar double makers mark and soda. That's how I bought. Yeah, one that uh, you got all. to share a little. All what? in all, it was a really it was a really cool event. You got you got to share that a little bit. I did with who? With the uh, Ring of Honor owner. Oh no, that was yeah. my pastrami sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was talking about my my big drink I had when we got a. Oh, you're talking about the drink. Yeah, but yeah, no, I got a pastrami sandwich too, which was delicious. And as we're walking the halls of Madison Square Garden, here goes Carrie Carrie Silken. I'm like, hey, I'm like, what's up? He says, I'm real busy, guys. I'm like, you want some of my sandwich? He goes, yo, yeah, sure, no problem. He's got time to eat, so I see my sandwich. Well, well, he said about the being busy, it was in response to taking a picture. It was just, just like a random, hey, how are you doing? I'm busy, guys. Don't talk to me. It wasn't something like that. No, it wasn't, but he, obviously. That, is, that should, definitely, should definitely tweet that picture and be like, hey, Carrie, look it up. Yeah. But Hope you enjoyed it. it. I was thinking. But yeah, I'm so not, not that it was marky. a really cool event. Uh, very surreal to see another company outside of WWE running it. Because uh, I really don't think that in my lifetime another company has run the arena, um, which they announced before this event even that AAA will be holding a New York invasion on September fifteenth. Tickets go on sale Cinco de Mayo, and uh, I'm pumped if, for that. Uh, I not definitely... if uh, number forty-five has anything to do with it. You know, that's going to get canceled. <laughs> I don't want them in my land. <laughs> Well, I better. We only want good, honest I'm, I'm American wrestlers. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. You got Penta, you got Phoenix, uh, a bunch of others. So I'm definitely. Yeah, I can't see myself going to it right now. Nah, Brandon's gonna I go just, to yeah. Mass Square Garden mm-hmm. three days in a row that week. Uh, uh, not through not three days in a row, but I think that if I if that event happens, I think it's four out of seven days that I'll be there. Well, that's again, that's assuming WWE announces. Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown on that Monday and Tuesday. Yep. True. True. Yeah. All right. And that's But the... uh, going back in time now. Gotta go back in time. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no. Do you want to? Is there anything else? Are we moving to TakeOver? I thought we were going to talk about the Hall of Fame really quickly. Oh, yeah. 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 So, well, that, that, well, so congruently, while New Japan was happening, he had the Hall of Fame happening uh, a little south at the bar- at Barclays Center. See, I got myself right there, good Brandon. Um, um, the I mean, the big news was you know all the people getting inducted. There was the Legacy Awards, correct? Yeah, uh, which we saw rumors of last week, which we only knew four names because of the WWE. Or no, I don't even know. Someone leaked it or whatever, but. The WWE WrestleMania program came out, and that has all the legacy nominees in it. So you got Bruiser Brody, Wahoo McDaniel, Luna Vachon, SD Jones, Professor Toru Tanaka, Primo Carnera, Joseph Cohen, who was the inventor or creator of the MSG Network. Uh, You have Hisashi Shinma, Buddy Rose, and Jim Barnett. Those were the legacy awards. Uh, Huge. Huge yeah, inductions. Just, I mean, Bruiser Brody. I feel like and, Bruiser Brody and like Luna Vachon Luna. and even Wahoo McDaniel could have been inducted on their own. Yeah. Uh, I like. I don't. I don't understand what the what it takes to be a legacy as compared to just like the regular class. I don't know either. Because it's not like you have to be like deceased or anything. Because two of them are still living. 
Yeah, I don't get that either because Luna should definitely be in. Nor even if you want to take out Brody because of all the controversy that did take place, Luna Vachon is definitely Hall of Fame worthy for a legit induction like that. I yeah. thought it was it was it was very. This was a very very interesting Hall of Fame. I still I'm I have to like I have two more inductions left, but instead of doing it in a, an arena where they have a stage. They did it in a wrestling ring. They had it set up from TakeOver the night before. They have Raw and SmackDown there Monday, Tuesday. So instead of stripping all that down, they did it inside the wrestling ring. So for most of the night, you had backs to you. Yeah. If you were if you were behind the inductees. But uh, – and then some of them, like Degeneration X and uh, Harlem Heat, they didn't have a uh, an inductor. Natalia, I mean, Natalia, it says in Wikipedia that it was inducted by uh, Natalia, but I don't see it like that. She came out there to accept the award for Jim. And uh, going with that, the biggest story was that while Bret Hart was making his second induction speech, uh, a fan out of the crowd went and tackled him in the ring, got through WWE security. Uh, The man was then escorted out, was tackled by several wrestlers, punched in the face by Dash Wilder. Um, allegedly... Ronda Rousey's husband. Yeah. Rousey's husband got... Had, yeah, Travis Brown had to get pulled off by Big Show. Wow. Um, uh, allegedly, this isn't the first time this guy's done it because there was an episode of Monday Night Raw where Seth Rollins was coming down to the ring and this uh, uh, somebody that with the same stature and the same Jamaican hat walked uh, in the ring as well. Uh, this guy was arrested Um his lawyer, from what I'm reading, allegedly says he doesn't have the money to post bail, but he is being very cooperative with the police. Um, and yeah, he has a broken face. <laughs> Did you see his uh, now, it, mugshot? Yeah, but is that legit his mugshot or someone else? Because I, I kept on seeing that it was someone else. No, that I think there was a thing going around that the, about a mugshot, but no, it was somebody that had a DUI. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that I wish, was someone else. I really but, wish that was. His, uh... I mean, I saw Dash somebody Wilder, I... that that punch yeah, may have been a little bit uncalled for. I don't think it was uncalled for at all. But I, I, I'm always torn about stuff like that because these are professional fighters. They know how to pretty much snap your neck if they choose. But shame if you want to take away anything, shame on security for not being on top of that. How, like, how slow is security that they couldn't stop someone from getting into the ring? Where were they stand? Where were they not standing that they should have had that? Well, also, this is the, uh, what I said. This is allegedly this guy's second time doing this. So a hundred percent, it wouldn't have happened if it if it was on a normal stage. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. You know, um, but you know, this guy probably knows the loopholes and the ins and outs of where security stands. Um, but. Yeah, I saw I, mean, I saw somebody tweet out a picture of Homer Simpson with the Rastafarian hat on, I saying Simpsons you. knew it. I, I, <laughs> oh, I, you sent that? I yeah. sent that to you. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but that didn't even come from the Bret Hart episode, right? No, that was um, two different episodes. Bret Hart was yeah. on an episode with Mr. Burns selling his house. That was when Homer went to Lollapalooza, and then he became the Cannonball guy and became friends with Smashing Pumpkins and all that good stuff. So. <laughs> I saw the one with the, uh, what is it, um, U2. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, clip. Very cool. So, yeah, <laughs> don't jump in the ring. 
and that's all I got. Yeah, and in, in, in true Bret Hart form, and that's all I've got to say about that. Right. I, I really I, I like that when they once they got everything back on track, he goes, anyways, and like he just continues his speech as if nothing happened. Faved it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's get on to some more positive stuff, and that being NXT Takeover New York. Brandon was there. Uh, we're not going to talk about the undercard, but we'll start off because they started off the show hot with War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, defeating Aleister Black and Ricochet clean, for that matter. This was their uh, second loss of the week out of, you know, X amount of losses. But, like, what a way to start this, this show off. And, like, what I'd say, like, the one person that stuck out to me the most, Hanson. The things that oh. guy can do are incredible. Yeah, you don't expect it. You don't expect it from him, but... He's doing suicide dives, he's doing cartwheels, he's doing all this stuff. What a match, man. I liked how they paid uh, respect to each other afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. This this was definitely, I think, my favorite match on the card was just this tag team match. It was so much fun, and the, seeing these two teams go at it back and forth. And I I was just so entertained. Are you entertained? Yes. But yeah, no, and then uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet got the uh, that, NXT curtain call. I saw somewhere that uh, Sarah Logan was on the entrance as well. Yeah, she was. And I, 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 I forget who else said somebody else. I was like, trying there. to look for her. I was trying to look for her. I just, I thought it was all men. Yeah. No, it was, she was, she was there. All the way up. <laughs> I saw like, back, I saw like backstage uh, photos. And she had I think that's really cool when that happens. Next match, none of us predicted in the Velveteen Dream defeating Matt Riddle. Velveteen Dream getting the uh, Statue of Liberty treatment coming out. Uh, Matt Riddle getting pink sandals that he threw into the crowd. So, and, if only I stuck with my gut. I know. And didn't listen. But, yeah, like, I thought but... this match was great. They told a great story in here. Like, Matt Riddle came and was just beating him to the ground. And Velveteen Dream kept coming back. And, it, you know, eventually bit him in the butt and he get the uh you know the purple rainmaker for the win so. i velveteen dream this match told such an amazing story uh velveteen i feel like velveteen's dreams velveteen dream matches always tell a story and you always find yourself engrossed from the start of it from his entrance all the way to the finish i mean at his entrance he came out dressed as a statue of liberty i know i just said that I, I, I don't know. I, I really I don't know how anyone could be like I don't like Velveteen Dream. Oh uh, well, I don't know if you guys heard it, but went going into Penn Station, some Mark fan, he's sitting there. He's just like, well, everybody, get ready to, after you saw this, get ready to go uh, be disappointed by WrestleMania, which I wasn't. I thought I like I to, to be honest, WrestleMania. I, like, I thought it was good. I thought WrestleMania was better than New Japan. Oh, well, I would it, agree with that. It was. I think it was. It was different. Yes, it was just different. Uh, next match up on the card was for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. There's a new champion in town. As we Walter defeated Pete Dunn. Pete oh, Dunn holding the title, holding what for four seventy, four hundred seventy days, I think. Who Pete Dunn? Yeah, uh, six hundred and seventy-eight. Wait, say that again? 678. 678. Jeez, why did I say 470? I don't know. It must be the, uh, the Mexican water in your brains. Mexican? I'm in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you go to Senor Frogs yesterday or some gimmicks? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't go to Senor Frogs. I was literally just across from Senor Frogs on the boat. Oh. oh I was in the parking spot, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, I'm about this. I'm, yeah. I'm about this. I like I, it. I it's a really good match, and I like Walter's entrance. It's really good. Yeah, Walter's entrance is uh, great. I didn't realize how much of a lanky man he is. Like, those chops and everything like that, like, it's awesome. I'm about it. I This match was a lot of fun, and Walter, I just want to see so many more Walter matches. Who's going to be next on the chopping block? Literally. Punning yeah. definitely intended there. I think we mm-hmm. need a Pete Dunn rematch. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we have no idea when the next NXT takeover is for the UK, so who knows when that'll they'll happen. They'll probably put it on the next uh, American take uh, takeover. Uh, maybe. Maybe means yes. Next up, Shannon Baszler successfully defends her title against Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kairi Sane. It looks like Bianca Belair is no longer undefeated as she got choked out. Oh no, she got defeated last last takeover and singles match. Well, she didn't get she didn't get the pin. She didn't get pinned. Oh, okay. Well, I still think she was defeated. So yeah, well, she she didn't get pinned. So yeah, solid women's match. So I yeah. guess the four horse women aren't going up to uh, the main roster. I really enjoyed seeing Kyrie and uh, Io like team up together and do their stuff, and then like them going at it for the as little amount of time that they did. I thought that was really cool. So. Yeah, but uh, I, I I have a feeling we'll speak more about them later. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. In the in the main event of NXT Takeover New York, we saw for the vacant NXT Championship a two out of three falls match. Johnny Gargano, Mister Wrestling, Mister Johnny Wrestling. I have no idea. Gargano picks up the victory over Adam Cole. Uh, Predicted great match. Absolutely solid match. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I was hoping that it was kind of like. Just like go two straight victories. Yeah, true. Instead of like I win one, you win one, and then I win the match. But ultimately, I thought it was a really good match. I liked afterwards the embracement of uh, Candice and uh, and Tommaso Ciampa. And I liked and I liked uh, I liked uh, his tweet. And he's like uh, the be- best sports entertainer of all time. Uh, the best wrestler of all time. We run NXT. Uh, speaking of NXT, Slipknot. We are DIY. Yeah, we are oh yes, yeah. Slipknot is the uh, has the, the new theme song to the NXT Weekly programming is their song. Pumped about it. Pumped about it's it. Pumped uh, about new really, really, really hardcore for me. Yeah, well, uh, too hardcore. Some... But what you guys didn't see off air uh, was Tommaso Ciampa teasing to throw Candice LeRae into the the entranceway. I thought that was funny. Oh, and Johnny's like, no, no, no. And she but yeah, it's it. really cool. So another amazing. NXT takeover in the books. Um, yeah. Really kind of setting the, well, like, what's next for Johnny Gargano? Who's his first uh, opponent going to be? You know? Yeah. And I, I got my signed poster. From who? Who'd you get signed? Oh, it was it was everyone on the card. Oh, wow, pal. And mm. it was, uh, it was, I, dude, I had to, I got in there almost, like, right away. And I go up there. I was like, do you have any signed posters? You're like, oh, you have to wait on that line. I, I must have been waiting on the line for like 40 minutes for them to... They were waiting on two more signatures. I have no idea who the other two were. Who could it be now? And when, when people were getting the posters, they were like, what the hell? Is it, the, the poster's not even numbered. And when I got home... Oh, you or not when I got home, later on in the event... Well, no, because it's like limited out of 50 posters. Only 50 people have signed TakeOver posters. And when I went and looked at it later on in the event, I noticed... That because it's like a graffiti theme and like a, a subway theme, 
it's like three out of 50 is graffitied onto the park bench or not the park bench, the subway bench for on the poster. Mm-hmm. So whatever number you have out of 50 is on the, the bench. I thought that was a really cool place to hide it. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So that was NXT yeah. TakeOver. Let's go to Sunday now. Best day of the year. Taking place live in East Rutherford, New Jersey. MetLife Stadium. With a disputed uh, <laughs> attendance record for WrestleMania. Yeah, Why I... disputed? It's always disputed. The WWE, I feel like, always... Like that 100,000 thing for WrestleMania 32, I don't think was over 100,000 100, people. Who knows? Really? Uh, anyway, prediction-wise, on this front, I won WrestleMania. And it's a 10... To Dave's eight, no, to Dave's seven, sorry, uh, to Brandon's nine, to Anthony's seven. Prediction-wise, wow. for the weekend, me and Brandon tied on the victory at 17. Awesome. Oh, well, yeah. 17? Wow. 17? 17. We saw 17 matches in three days. It's more than 17. Yeah, oh, more, yeah that's, that's right. That's what you picked weekend. correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. What so, a anyway, the uh, pre-show... <laughs> Kicked off. We uh, have a new cruiserweight champion, and that being the premier athlete Tony Nese picking up the victory over Betty Miefi. What so really, awesome. what really sucked about this is how many people were not inside the stadium. It, yeah. I, I was really disappointed. It sucks when because this match was really good. Oh, I know it was great. These guys as body, soon as the like, match started, Bud, Buddy Murphy division. got busted open. Yeah, yeah. But huge congratulations to Tony Nese. Couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, I know. Going from the Sportatorium to MetLife Stadium. Yeah, and it's just, that's absolutely cool. Yeah. Uh, 17-woman WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. You had Carmella eliminating Sarah Logan to win. I liked when uh, all three members of the Riot Squad were in the ring at the same time. They all did the the War Raiders, like the the arm thing, the forearm thing. And it was was cool to see Amber Moon back in the ring. Yeah, Ember Moon made her return here. You had Kyrie Sane. You had uh, Candice LeRae. I'm trying to think. Was there anyone else from NXT? I don't think so. No, it was just Candice LeRae and uh, Kyrie Sane. Uh, what, what is – should should what's her name? Lacey Evans, should she have been in this? No, I think they play off of what they've done after is fine for Lacey Evans. I'm disappointed well, in I the fact a, that – She was the one I had winning. No, I'm disappointed with that. Like they don't normally for WrestleMania, they try to like use as many people as possible. Yeah. Where was where was Alicia Fox in this match? Well, we have really, like have we seen her since she got into that argument with Arn Anderson? Or she was drunk? Not argument? Yeah. Well, that thing that drunk incident. I don't think we've seen. I, her. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I feel like we have seen her, but I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. She's got a new figure. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Uh, so showed yeah, that off that. Carmella picked up. The, no one uh, predicted this, right? But Carmella picks up the win in there. So good and for her. we didn't even think Carmella. I thought I was like, oh, this is interesting that Sarah Logan's winning this match, and then Carmella came out from under the ring and eliminated Logan. Yeah. Do you think that it's okay that Oscar did not win this? No. I don't. I mean, it's now she's just <sighs> another. You know. Like as much as I wanted Oscar to win this, I think Carmella winning. I think this could potentially give her some sort of like story. 
I don't know. It didn't really. It didn't do anything for Naomi, really. But it seems like Oscar she was, was the, just like, the only one that got step. like an entrance. Yeah, well, it one seems of like, the, yeah. It, it seems like Oscar was just used as a stepping stone for Charlotte Flair. Yeah, on the main stage, which is unfortunate. But uh, next up, you had the Raw Tag Team Titles on the line. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder pick up a victory over the Revival to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. And also breaking that, what is it, 269 loss streak? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. This was also another really good match, and I tweeted out during Mania. I was like, imagine this match booked on a takeover. I thought this was really well done. Well, I'm about it. I thought it was great, and I love the fact that Kurt Hawkins uh, you know, kind of played possum to get the win. Yeah, yeah fans, I, I were, like that. fans Hawkins, were super behind both of them. Yeah, Hawkins picked up the victory. It wasn't Ryder. Which, not to go away from this, uh, really weird, out of nowhere to me, was that Dana Brooke had a huge amount of people cheering for her in that battle royal. Oh, gross. There's a possum in my backyard. Nice. No, those <laughs> things are disgusting. They freak me out. How how weird is that? You, you mentioned possum, and there's a possum in your backyard. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Whoa! It was on the, it was on the side of my house and I just saw it's gro- oh god I want to vomit now oh but but things. yeah so it's be, awesome yeah. it's awesome that Hawkins and Ryder are the tag team champions oh, I wish so I was great. there to see it live I, I I marked out so hard so hard and then I yeah. called I called Sal and I said Sal I'm like the champions and he goes they're probably gonna lose it tomorrow I'm like yep you're probably right <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to Monday Night Raw uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, as I was the only one that predicted it. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like this was a match that all three of us should it, have predicted. No, 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 it should have been Nicholas. <laughs> he was backstage. <laughs> he I, wanted, though. I wanted, yeah, no I saw show. That. I wanted surprises for this match. Yeah, there was no sur- uh, surprises. But there really for this wasn't. Match. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, surprise-wise, the, what a week, man, for Luke Harper. He returns at at NXT Access and then gets thrown into this for his return match. Yeah, I mean, the big part of this match was Luke Harper and Braun looking at each other, and I don't even recall if they even got to square off. No, they went their separate ways. That was right. a, an interesting callback to uh, the Wyatt family. Yeah, they, but they didn't even get a chance. They were about to square off, but then the, everybody I think jumped they both, in. Like, in different groups, yeah, got dragged away. But I think, and a lot of people are like upset over this but i think the use of michael chang colin jost were it was really well done no i agree i thought it was very good i liked i thought it was funny and uh why how else would you use it i just people well i guess people didn't want them in at all but i thought i thought it did its job i don't think it made fun of wrestling i don't think it like i don't think it sucked it wasn't a bad celebrity appearance I don't think it was bad either. I did think I did think that it took away from Braun a little bit into a gimmicky uh, storyline territory, and, which kind of sucks because when you look about turning into the new year, you we thought Braun was going to headline WrestleMania. Re- Braun Strowman was put in a huge position to headline WrestleMania, put, potentially against Brock Lesnar, but then at that Russell, uh, Royal Rumble, it just kind of went totally sour and yeah, this is where he ended up. So it was a quick it, decline for Braun. It sucks that Braun Strowman didn't appear on like the Saturday Night Live episode before. Yeah, that uh, I thought was weird. 
Well, but in the same sense, he was at the Hall of Fame, so. But, yeah. Or even the week before on an SNL episode, but. And also uh, having hanging out with uh, Session, whatever her name is, that British wrestler. Session Moth. Yeah, yeah you didn't see the picture of, that, of them? I, I saw no. that, yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of her, like, being, like, herself, and then Braun giving her a total ski mint face. He's like, huh? <laughs> But yeah, so Braun Strowman eliminated Colin Jost last to win the match, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, for the main card of WrestleMania, in two and a half minutes, you had the WWE Universal Championship match kick it off. You had Seth Rollins burn it down and defeat Brock Lesnar to become the new champion. I love this new match. Shot. For which I thought it was a dud. I don't think it was a dud. I think it was a smart way to start off. Uh. Uh, well, it, it, started, it started off with Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar brawling before the match. You start the match, whatever happens, happens. I just thought it was... But wouldn't you, would you, especially a, a, a match that early, would you expect it to be a huge what, title change like that? It's what's, yeah, 100%. I, my my whole thing with this was, I, I like It's the only thing happened. Brock is capable of. Yeah, I liked what happened, but I wish it was a longer match. For what I mean, it was, I, it. I they... think it was good. It added sho- like a big shock and awe value to. Can you can you look at the WrestleMania card and say that this was not like the your least favorite match or like a dud of the match of it every other it wasn't match? My least favorite match. I, I... Oh, well, that's interesting. I look forward to knowing which one was. I right. do. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it could be up there, but if you look at every all sixteen matches that took place, that's not your least favorite. No. Pre-show no, count? No, no. Yeah. I, I have one that's a no. bit low. I, I was not a fan. I mean, the, the Battle Royals were great, but, like, you know, it's like, all right, cool. Because I enjoyed both Battle Royals way more than I enjoyed Rollins. I love this because it was, like, got, like I, 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 when, I, when the first 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, man, Brock's just going to beat his booty butt, and, you know, that's it. Rollins gets the low blow in there, right? Yeah. yeah, Rollins got the little blow when the ref was knocked out of the ring, and then he hit a bunch of curb stomps. I thought it was great. I, I kind of I just be... wanted an actual match. I mean, we've seen Brock Lesnar, what Brock Lesnar can do when facing guys that are, uh, I guess, I don't want to say a lightweight, because, like kind of Finn Balor style. Yeah. And I even put Seth Rollins in there, like aerial abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's, I he's, a, expect... he's a different build and he's a different character than a Finn Balor. What we, no, what no, we... but I, I think that he could have put on a very similar match to what Finn Balor could put on. Yeah. And I just wanted to see more happen with the two of them. What we complain about in regards to Lester matches is the same thing that happened here, just reversed. Like, oh, yeah, the match, I, like, they're, they're wrestling a little bit, and then all of a sudden, oh, Lesnar scoops him up, scoops him up, scoops him up, hits the victory. I can understand That's that. That's literally what happened in this, except the roles were reversed. I can understand that. Up next was a match that I thought was really well done. The fans just com- were completely lost due to uh, light being shined in their eyes, not being able to see. <laughs> was AJ Styles defeating Randy Orton if this was another year some other place this could have made evented WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. I think I thought it was a great match. Uh, apparently, AJ Styles got hurt during the match. Apparently, he hurt his hip. That's why you didn't see him on uh, SmackDown the next uh, two days later. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. More about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I agree. and then they, I towards, it was a good match. towards the end of the towards the end of the match, they finally shut the lights off. That's uh, something that happened at Takeover, 
was that the the just for random reasons there was a spotlight shined onto one section where they couldn't see the the match and everyone was chanting turn the lights off and then when they turned the lights off everyone chanted you deserve it which I thought was funny. Oh, that's why they were chanting all that stuff. Yeah. Oh. Which is, yeah, it's really it's... a shame the the lighting at WrestleMania was very very off. Like almost everyone that came out had like a blue face, blue and white face. They looked like negatives. It was very weird. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you like do you not test stuff like that beforehand? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next match up was a fatal four-way for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You have the Usos retaining the titles against Aleister Black and Ricochet, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, as well as The Bar. Uh, I thought this match, this match, mm, along with two other matches, were I think my favorites of the night. Yeah. Or three others, actually. I thought this was one of the better matches, I'll say that. Mm. Yeah, it's you know four teams that can go. That's it. You uh, had the, uh, the the double loose get uh, you know hit and the one two uh, gimmick. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had a false count anywhere match. Shane McMahon picking up the victory over the Miz, and this was actually one of my favorite matches. Yeah, and this match absolutely delivered. As much as people wanted to complain about like, oh, why is Shane versus Miz blah blah. blah. No, come on, you you can get the Shane. you can get the Mark voice better than that. Well, I don't want to. Come on. Come on, come on. People and I don't want to, not because then it turns into yeah. things. I, don't know. Well, I was about to, I was no, about to say, no, me. wait, that's that's me. Look at me. I don't want to watch Shane McMahon versus Miz. That was, that was, was another WrestleMania high school. It's on. CM Punk is the best in the world, and Shane. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> wait, it was a false count anywhere match. The only thing that I would have done differently in this match or would have liked to have seen different in this match was the use of Sanity, who was used on SmackDown. Yeah, you said They weren't in too. the WrestleMania. They weren't in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, I was surprised that they were not used in this match. Um, yeah, they were, on, they, were on, written, they were written into the storyline. I agree with you. I mean, I think that in this match-wise, if I saw this match live, I would have hated it. Hated maybe it. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not, though. You could have seen it. You could have been ended. You could have had your seat right there where the finish was. That's true, but otherwise, if you're not in that vicinity, you're stuck watching it on TV. I thought uh, the use of George Mazanin in this match was perfect. And I love the fact that he's so memed now. <laughs> he's in everything. I, I saw I, I saw him uh, superimposed in the GTA. Yeah, I saw that one. I can't wait for Ms. and Mrs. to return. It came back last it's, night. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Uh, I can't wait to actually find time to watch it. I know. I know, I know. Which WWE seemed to care more about Miz and Mrs. than they did about 205 Live. I saw that. Tony Nese had his first title defense in one. Yeah, and rematch. Great. Yeah. Murphy. Great. Did he Great match. Yeah. Yeah. Up next was for the WWE Women's Championship, Tag Team Championship. <laughs> the Iconics. I did not expect to see them go over, but they defeated the Boston Hug Connection as well as Nia Jax and Tamina and the Divas of Doom. I know Dave was the only one to predict this right, but uh, I'm happy with it. I I'm think they were great. More than, yeah, I'm more than happy with this. They got a great crowd reaction. Happy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I thought outside of a few spots here and there, I thought this match was really good. Yeah. I'm about it. I'm about it. I feel like I feel like Nia Jax disappeared for the full match, but yeah, and yeah. They, just, they came right back at the end. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but yeah. Up next for the WWE Championship, you had Kofi Kingston take on and defeat the new Daniel Bryan. 
And this Rowan. This was this my. This match. is my. I think this is my favorite match of all of Mania. Just because of the story it told in there, and yeah, just this the match end with his kids getting in the ring and his son stealing the show. It's like I. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I feel like all of us had a little bit invested in this match because I think everybody wanted to see Kofi Kingston win. So this, out of the entire card, this was really the only match where, I mean, yeah, you wanted to say Becky Lynch, sure. But I feel like the Kofi Kingston match, I was a little bit more invested with because we've seen how he's been with the company for how long and never given that shot. 11 years to set it on his uh, gear. Yeah. Yeah, but we known that he deserves that shot, and we all had that investment in this match. So to see it actually f- be fulfilled was just so satisfying. And this there match were was the, a uh, few times. And this was the there. longest match of the night, actually. The yeah, second there longest were matches. a few times. There were a few times where I thought Kofi was going to lose. It was close. Uh, apparently, WWE shop spoiled the victory as the WWE camera work, if you caught that, because they had a podium with a belt underneath, which we could say belt now because it's on a T-shirt. Becky, two belts. Yeah, uh, but WWE spoil, uh... Shop released a, a new Kofi Kingston T-shirt with him as champion. Oh, no. The the one that they were, that the that they new gave day. as a present, yeah. Oh, no. Well, I, I was, at first, they showed that there was a package like there was a gift no yeah. that was a gift for the shirts yeah but then they also showed the stand yeah, yeah they showed the, the stand the I mean, that's, that, here's the thing here's the thing with that because they had during the the main event they also had two stands where the titles went onto it yeah. and it almost looked identical to the to that that's the thing i don't i don't think it was a real spoiler because i it, no that i would say is less of a spoiler than them actually releasing the Kofi Kingston T-shirt. Yeah, I, I, I agree with I agree with that. I would be interested to see if they continue to do that aspect, even if let's say Daniel Bryan lost, uh, won the match. I'm curious to see if they still continue to have two stands there just to play, uh, throw people no, off. They didn't have two stands; they had one stand. Well, two titles. They, they took they took Daniel Bryan's championship off of it and revealed the old title again. Yeah, yeah. Which I also I have to say after. Daniel Bryan lost the match. Alexa Bliss made an appearance, and she goes, who I thought was really well done as a, a host as well. Oh, she did uh, a fantastic job. She goes, well, we were going to sell these after Daniel Bryan retained, but, I mean, I guess get them limited edition on WWE Shop, and you got the Daniel Bryan and still the Planet's Champion with Res- WrestleMania's date underneath. I think that's a great T-shirt because he could still he could still come out with that championship and claim he's the planet's champion. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't I, have I, to be WWE champion. He could be, I'm still the planet's champion. This is my championship, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I, I agree. With those crazy, like, I thought that that was a funny moment. And then that led to Ron Simmons coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Making an appearance in there. I mean, Alexa Bliss, you mentioned as the host, she also brought out Hulk Hogan right at the start. Yeah. I marked that hard for that. I, mean, I just want to see Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I marked out for Hogan making appearance as well, but and uh, I'm curious. I'm curious how many dress changes she had. I think it was like five. I'm fine. Right? I'm, she, she I was fine with all every, of them. Every time um, it's on camera, she was in something new. 
Something disappointing was the fact that this match never really got to take place, that being Samoa Joe retaining the title over uh, Rey Mysterio of the U.S. Championship match, which had, like, build-up on SmackDown, like, oh, Dominic's going to be out there, blah, blah, blah. We had, like, I had crazy Dominic theories and stuff. But no Dominic didn't get to happen. Yeah, Dominic sat somewhere else for this. They... I, I, it first was reported on the news gimmicks that uh, the news gimmicks <laughs> that uh, Rey Mysterio was injured here and couldn't uh, couldn't fully compete in this match, and then it was leaked that it was just a well not leaked but reported that it was just for time. It was time constraints. I mean, rightfully so. I yeah, you had to, you had to have Rey Mysterio come out in the. Uh... The Green Goblin. Rey Mysterio dressed as Mysterio. Oh, was that was it? I thought it was Green Goblin. I don't know. No, it was Mysterio. Oh, nice. Spider Man is coming out. Mysterio's in that. Yeah, there uh, he is. He's played by Jared. Um, Jake. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw him, I'm like, oh man, what's uh, Doctor Strange doing in here? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. But next, next up, up, you had Roman Reigns pick up the victory over Drew McIntyre. Yeah, as expected. McIntyre controls most of the match. Roman Reigns, one, two, three. No Ambrose in sight. Yep. Uh, maybe, I think this is my least favorite match tonight. I would agree. I'm, I'm actually this surprised match... that there was no Shield uh, involvement or anything, or even no Ziggler. This match, yes, Dolph Ziggler was not booked either, uh, but this match was straight up Monday Night Raw yeah. material. Yeah. Next up was, uh, wasn't next... Monday Night Raw. Triple H uh, sort of lives to see another day as he defeats Batista. Uh, great entrances by both of them. I liked uh, Batista's yeah. rock star, um, movie star entrance. I know you weren't a fan of Triple H's uh, Mad Max thing, but I thought it was it cool. Just, it was I... cartoon. Like as if Bro... I was watching a, a Pixar short or something. But that's like, Disney WWE and you love Disney. No, I, not in this sense. I thought this was too goofy. I just thought it was dumb. Triple I, H is like, oh, this entrance, or the commentary is like, oh, the entrance was so cool, blah, blah, blah. And Triple H is like, oh, how cool is my entrance? And I'm like, this is not cool. <laughs> Mad Max came out how many years ago? And it was like, maybe that could have been cool then. Yeah, His I, Terminator I, entrance I thought was dumb. And I think this was dumb. I agree with you that I, I, was, I did like the entrance of both wrestlers. The Triple H thing, like you just mentioned, I thought it was a little bit outdated because Mad Max did not come out this year. He could have done goofy. something. He could have done something in regards to the new Marvel movie Endgame coming out, where he could do something in regards to making. Dude, could, literally, they could have hired Thanos to be like Snap and have. Yeah, have, but then uh, you have to get the licensing from Disney. And... Yeah, but there's so much that you. You didn't have... have to get the license from Disney. You could have just like done because they didn't get the he license just from Mad Max. That's for sure. But that's, he could have just that, snapped is his that Universal NBC Universal on property. Yeah, but I, he could have just snapped his fingers. I mean, I'm sure they didn't reach out to Mad Max for yeah. anything. They they could have just emulated something in that regards. But let's also not bypass the thing. I, so Triple H's entrance, it was cool, but a little bit. Yeah, I thought. It dumb i really thought it was so dumb batista i felt bad for it he tripped getting into the ring yeah he tripped first he tripped <laughs> going up the steps and then he tripped again getting into the ring no, i don't think he tripped getting up the steps i think he banged on the steps okay uh, so yeah, one and he cra- and then he crawled up the steps okay so then he crawled up the steps but then not getting into the ring i'm like oh no dude just drop down and do push-ups or something like that was just oh, uh, but yeah, he had they had a bunch of spots. One part Triple H rips out Batista's nose ring. Loved it. 
Um, but as far as the match goes, could have done without this. No, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, this was actually. This was actually one of this was actually one of my favorite matches of the night. Yeah, the Triple H versus Batista. I definitely didn't see this at all. Yeah, I actually really liked it. I thought the Batista bomb spots and everything using the commentating tables. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that Uh, is uh, um, and that was it for Batista. As uh, the next day, Batista came out and announced uh, he's done. He's retired. He doesn't have to wrestle anymore. He wrestled his match last match against Triple H. Thanks to everybody and uh, good. Absolutely, like, Batista doesn't need like, Batista doesn't need wrestling anymore. Batista is a full fledged movie star now. So yeah, him... they just announced he's starring in some big production. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that it was good because this entire Batista thing. Okay, let's that Royal Rumble that he was in and stuff. It didn't go the way it planned, but this actually was yeah. a good way to go out. Because he even said too, he shouldn't have never been a babyface. They should, he should have always been a heel. And this time he came back as a heel, and they did it right. And they did right by him. Yeah. I'm about it. I... Oh, we also saw Ric Flair during this match. Yeah, like and you Triple said, H you said. the sledgehammer. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted him to turn on Triple H, but that would just wouldn't make sense. I would because yeah. Triple H, there's no way he's retiring. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed in the fact that like that this was Batista's last match and he's not putting somebody else over. He's putting Triple H over. Which Triple H doesn't need that. Yeah, I know he doesn't, but still. Yeah, but uh, I think that this before... was just a throwback match for the fun of it though. Yeah. But talking about putting over... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because before this match took place, Elias had a WrestleMania concert that we didn't even talk about. Which I thought was fantastic. He goes, Elias, get ready. And he has Elias playing drums or whatever. And then another Elias starts playing piano. And then they both, Elias, Elias, and Elias are playing guitar, drums, piano. And then... Doctor of Thugonomics makes his WWE return. John Cena yep. comes out. The guy raps. who's from West Newbury, Massachusetts, being a real front runner and putting on all the Yankee garb. Dude, he. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was he, very. Uh, yeah, at first it, it felt like something. I don't know. That well, no, that's what Doctor of Thugonomics. That's what. Oh, that was. By the way, that was a. I, I did not. I was like, okay, so this is leaning more towards of a John Cena esque sort of thing, like comparing it to Babe Ruth. But I couldn't place it. <laughs> and then they, they have Cena come Ch- out when they were mentioning Chicago White Sox and uh, the Chicago Bears. No, you didn't. No, the Chicago Bears, the Cubs. Were you going to think CM Punk? It did cross my mind at one moment. I was just like, wait, what is that? And then they were going on and on. And then they brought focus on Babe Ruth. I'm like, okay, not CM Punk. But I couldn't figure it out. And then once basic thugonomics hit, I was I marked out huge. I, I like that he hit the FU instead of the attitude adjustment. I thought that was a Yeah, that, I like that a lot. I, I, I love the aspect where he was just like like ta- saying how he's in the ring right now when John Cena's about to turn heel. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was awesome. I I hope that this is what we're gonna see of John Cena moving forward, which we won't. It's probably mm-hmm. one and done. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what's interesting is, be, be, I think before this event, he granted a wish as like current John Cena. Oh, yeah. I think it was him granting wishes, and then uh, shows up on the WrestleMania card in in the old school gear. I think, it and, is- and it's cool because John Cena's got his connection to New York. That's where, I mean, of course, the New York, New Jersey, but he won his first championship at Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania twenty. So that's it was cool to see Doctor of Thugonomics make his return. 
did kind of it, leave it, a little it. sour taste in the mouth knowing that like basic Thelkonomics was right there and then like Kurt Angle still had his match. But yeah. It's still an awesome I, You know segment. what? I was I was completely fine with how Kurt Angle's match went. Baron uh, Corbin picked victory. Yeah. Nothing else happened. I was expecting like, oh, maybe we'll see American Badass. We'll see something. But this felt it flat, literally so just flat ended. I don't know. It I, felt for so me, flat. They didn't like, even like the crowd too was just like, oh. Yeah. And then Kurt was, Angle's like, thanks everyone. And one yeah, yeah, like it felt like, so flat. For, oh. I think it, it it did its job, and they for were me, looking for Corp, and the, and like I, I feel like the I feel like the camera guys too were like looking for a tight shot of like the guy after um, Undertaker lost at WrestleMania. They were like, yeah, grass. There was a lot of five people. people. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't think, think I don't think Kurt I, I don't think Kurt Angle needed to win his last match. I think you have Baron Corbin. He's now. He gets elevated to that next level. I can he could say I defeated Kurt Angle. I retired Kurt Angle. I defeated the Shield. I broke up the Shield. I agree. I, I do agree hand. with you to an aspect, but I also disagree to the fact where my Mark uh, brain goes. Like, of course, I would have loved to see John Cena in that aspect or some sort of a a throwback to something. Even though we just had tr- a throwback to Triple H and Batista, it would have been nice to see a throwback to Angle and stuff like that. But the alternative is for him to put over a newer talent. Of course, there's so many other newer talents that I would have loved to see in that aspect. But throwing in a heel, Baron Corbin, uh, we do know that Baron Corbin does have potential. And like you just mentioned, he's claiming about the shield and stuff like that. And all of everything like that, that falls right into everything going on with Baron Corbin. And this isn't the last that we see of Kurt Angle. Um, it's just the last of his matches, but... He's I'm, apparently yeah. signed a new contract made, to WWE. Yeah, he I'm, made I'm, his retirement I'm okay speech. I'm, I'm okay with it. Thanks, everyone. I'm going to go kiss my wife and my 18 kids. <laughs> <laughs> Up next was a match that I felt should have been shorter, but uh, Bobby Lashley just decided to put some contact lenses, some Ember Moon gimmicks in his eyes. He looks sick. Uh, for the WWE yeah, Championship... Yeah. The demon Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley. What a making sick entrance it, uh, he got! December, January, February, March, April title changes, but I'm I'm okay with that in yeah. the match. I what do you think about it not being a squash match, like not being a real quick? It was four minutes. At least, yeah. It, <laughs> no, no, but, no. It but was in the four same minutes, sense, but, it wasn't. Bobby, yeah, it wasn't a squash. Yeah, Bobby yeah, it wasn't Lashley a squash. Got, I mean, Bobby Lashley did get a lot of offense in there. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm fine with it. I just I really loved Finn Balor's entrance um, because you know how they have those like three graphics that Brandon hates so much. Dude, the, yeah, they have the 3D graphics which the, the for swirling Randy clouds, Orton. like the oh, swirling. I, Randy I, I Orton. Like, I like those. I, I loved those, it. Those are cool. Orton had snakes that looked like the poo emoji. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because that's what he is. Um, but yeah, no, they, they. I think they did right. well with having like the swirling clouds over the thing, and then having him lifted up and coming down. I thought it was great. I I was marking out huge for that. Um, and then you had your main event of the evening, um, that all of us predicted right. Uh, we have a champ, champ, two champs, SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion with Becky Lynch defeating Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in some marred fashion you could say apparently it came out later on the news gimmicks that the ending of this match was botched as it wasn't supposed to be uh becky lynch kind of pseudo reversing the piper's pit into a you know into a what is it, whatever they call it crucifix pin it was supposed to be uh becky lynch tapping out charlotte flair 
Um, okay. What? Yeah. Wait, tell more. Tell more. I haven't seen this, but what, keep on going. Why was the change? Like, what else did you read about that? The referee accidentally counted the three. On so that wait, pinfall. so when Rousey when Rousey got her shoulders up, it was supposed to break the pin. That was supposed to break the pin. Oh man! Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy that apparently Rod Zapata, the referee for that match, was also allegedly fined for botching the entrance. I mean, for botching the finish as well. But you know, this is all speculation. These are the news gimmicks that uh, you know. I mean. It's obvious, like it for me. It's a bittersweet moment because it's sweet because we all wanted to see Becky win. She deserved it. We know, very similar to Kofi Kingston. This was a real feel good moment, but it's bitter because we all we can't turn. It's hard to turn a blind eye to seeing Ronda Rousey blatantly get her shoulder up. We've we all saw that. I think Brandon oh, and then he, dude, Bra- and then Brandon, Michael Cole tries to sell it. He goes, No, no, her shoulder was definitely down or something like that. And they go back stupidly to the same angle. And he goes, Yeah, yeah, her shoulder's down. It's like oh, her shoulder's not down. And then they no. cut to the other angle where you can't see her shoulder Brandon, being up. Brandon I think it was Brandon texted oh, me about the good I- a good idea. Right? wasn't you that yeah, texted me? Yeah. So, coming out I, yeah i texted dave and i was like dude they should have like on the fly called an audit where like they send out alexa bliss and she goes an no audit. no no this, this audible audible yeah i didn't mean to say audit <laughs> what did you do taxes brandon they need to, they they need audits to on the brand? taxes yeah they uh they they yeah mr sport guy they need to form an audible an audible <laughs> and uh just just have Alexa Bliss come out and say, this is not how my WrestleMania will end. I'm host. I'm adding five more minutes or whatever, and then have her tap out. Yeah, she could have came Alexa out and said, I saw that her shoulder was up. We all saw that. Five more minutes. And then you go this into is that. Not how, this is not how this historical match is, is going to end. I, I think that, that fans, been... fans would have fans would they would have they wouldn't have known exactly that would have been a great way to finish it and then I mean everything with would have left entire... with people thinking it would have left with people thinking oh hell no Charlotte's about to actually win because we just thought Becky was going to win this now yeah, she's gonna... definitely not going to win this but the thing I don't like about this is because you went with that pin uh, that pinfall they've been building up submission victory so much with Becky and Ronda and even Charlotte Flair and the it, it it felt such a dud that end. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. I I wish that it wasn't that way. Although I think WrestleMania in a whole was outstanding. I really enjoyed it. And you know, there's like those certain events. Like I'll go back and I'll watch again. I'll watch again. This is gonna be one I'm gonna watch again. Not for selfish reasons that like you know Tony Nese and Hawkins Ryder won their respective matches. I just I think overall I think it was a great event. I yeah I, I thought it was a good WrestleMania. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot that took place, and a lot of unexpected things did happen. So it was fun. It's, it sucked having to watch it in a hotel room in a really uncomfortable chair, but <laughs> I was just happy to be able to watch WrestleMania. Well, um, all right. Well, that's WrestleMania, but let's talk. We, are we going to uh, take a break or not? No, let's keep going. Yeah, let's t- go right. for it. But let's talk yeah, about Brandon's, the night has got to hit the craps table. Let's go. Yeah. Monday night nitro. Yeah, now that we're out in open waters, I can gamble again. I want a dollar at bingo. Hey. They were playing. It's one of those, like, flip-off things where you, like, everyone gets it if you purchase a board. My uh, my brother purchased a board, and they gave him, like, or he purchased a certain amount. So we got free boards. And uh, because we're Diamond members, we got free boards also. 
Um, and then they were they were doing the the nine like in order to get bingo you got to get nine boxes filled. I was like I was so close I was two numbers off to winning three hundred bucks. Yeah, but anyway, it kicks off with Michael Cole sounding like he smoked eighteen packs of cigarettes. Welcome <laughs> to Monday Night Raw. And then Seth Rollins' music comes out. He comes out, gets a huge ovation. You know, the You Deserve It chance, the Thank You Rollins, the full-time champ chance, talking about how he did this for everybody. Uh, he's going to be a fighting champion. And then he gets cu- cut off by Kofi Kingston and the New Day, who then come out, talk unexpected. about... Uh, completely unexpected. Everybody's all pumped up. We get splits from Big E, um, <laughs> which uh, that has to... You're right, that has to go which- on the... Yeah, if that's sure. not like an outline of Big E doing a split isn't on the next New Day shirt, they're doing merchandise wrong, 100%. And um, But anyway, <laughs> Kofi then talks about the main event and talks about how he's hyped up. Let's do a champion versus champion, all or winner-take-all match. Everybody goes that's nuts. That's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Everyone's going nuts. I was like, no, 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 no. Nobody wants this. I don't want to see Kofi lose. I don't want to see Rollins lose. I knew. So I'm like, somebody, I'm like, when I was, when I was like, I'm like, okay. Somebody's going to interfere. There's going to be a big thing yeah, that's going to go on. But it, nothing. That was like will... the only thing. Yeah, that's what everyone thought Undisputed Era would appear. But that didn't happen. But also, uh, I thought this would have been a great time to also have Becky Lynch come out and have like all the three. I feel like they should have started open the show with her. That's what I thought. But when they went with when they went with Rollins, I was like, okay, this definitely should have been Becky Lynch, given how historic the main event was. And then Kofi came out. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool because that's a historic thing." Yeah. And they could have definitely. I was like, "Oh, maybe they'll have Becky Lynch come out." Yeah. But uh, first up match of the night was the Raw Tag Team Champions successfully defended when Ryder and Hawkins uh, defeated the Revival. So Hawkins uh, is on a two and zero win streak right now. On Believable. Yeah, I thought I thought the match was great. You know, the rival shows you maybe this will be good now that maybe because uh, like all Monday Night Raw, all like the big thing was okay, WrestleMania's over, Superstar Shake. Ow, my wrist. Superstar Shake Up, Superstar Shake Up, Superstar Shake Up. I, I said that three times fast. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, so this could be the revival going over to SmackDown. Maybe interesting. Maybe they're over uh, here. I would love to see them feud with the team that uh, has the tag team titles, and we'll talk about that later as well. But, uh, yeah, Hawkins getting the blind tag in and uh, getting the roll-up and uh, getting the win. So I want to see, as I said, lengthy title run for these guys. I think it's a fresh team. I think it's, you know, especially with the whole streak being broken thing, give them some legs, get them, let, get them to run. So that's that. Next up, you have uh, Baron Corbin come out to address... Kurt Angle, he came out and got all these accolades. Uh, there was a shut the Bob back on up chant for him. Kurt Angle comes out. <laughs> Kurt Angle comes out and says, you know, wishes him all the best. Shakes his hand, says bad luck. Angle then hits him with uh, an hey, Angle slam. Gave him the left-handed handshake. Yeah, the brother handshake. Um, I kind of didn't. I don't know if I like this or not because Kurt Angle announced last week that that was his last appearance on Raw. Yeah, but you got to give the. Uh, Bloodthirsty crowd at the Barclays Center. Uh, excuse me. A uh, yawn. A yawn. You gotta give him a <laughs> yawn. But anyway, this wasn't the end of the segment as Kurt Angle's sitting there getting, uh, you know, his music. Lars Sullivan debuts on Raw 
and hits Kurt Angle the freak accident, a diving headbutt, and he goes to the back. So maybe that's your way to write off Kurt Angle. I did Talking not like people chanting. I didn't like people chanting, you can't wrestle. I don't know if that happened on Raw or SmackDown. To Lars Sullivan? Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was, I just, it, you don't do that. I love his theme song. Yeah, I think it, it just it, it just reminds me well. of Eddie Guerrero. It's doon 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 doon. I have to doon, go doon. listen now because I could understand it, but I have to I have to go check that out now. Yeah, we lie, we steal, we cheat. Where we go? Or where are we at? <laughs> What's up, ladies? It's Chavo and Eddie. We came to have fun. After this, uh, after this, Alexa Bliss's music hit, and not only is she a great host, <laughs> she's also a great worker. As she picked up the win over Bailey, uh, inconspicuous by her absence was elect was uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks uh, apparently had personal issues. She had to pull out of Wendy Williams' perform uh, appearance. So we uh, wish uh, whatever was going on with Sasha Banks, uh, but we wish her the best. And a huge bam roasted to the news sites who reported Alexa Bliss is retired. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It just they needed something <laughs> for her, and now is her time to build her back up. A, a Becky Lynch, especially now, a Becky Lynch, a Alexa Bliss feud on Raw. Great. I'd be yeah. I'd be up for it. I'd be up for it. Or SmackDown. And speak- we will see come come next week in Montreal. Come to death. And speaking of the man. She came out and addressed the Brooklyn crowd, talking how she has not one, but two targets on her back. Uh, everybody's going to be looking for Becky Two Belts. She's the man. She gets fired up. She, you know, cuts a great promo. And as she leaves the ring, Lacey Evans uh, makes her way down and punches she her right in the face. Appeared at Wrestle- she appeared at WrestleMania and didn't do anything. So. I know, but still. But then punches. Lame C. Evans is what I called her. Whoa, that's not her name. <laughs> but yeah, Lacey Evans punches her in the face, so it looks like uh, someone's eyeing for her titles, and that being uh, Charlotte too, as uh, the Lacey band calls her. Evans' first feud on the main roster will be for the SmackDown Championship against Asuka. <laughs> yeah, who said that? That's what the, the news sites. Well, <laughs> Mandy Rose is gonna face Asuka at WrestleMania, and Lacey Evans is gonna debut. Ah. Next up, you had uh, a backstage promo with Seth Rollins talking about his match against Kofi Kingston. Uh, and then after that, you had a tag team match in which Aleister Black and Ricochet picked up the victory over Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. So afterwards, it looks like uh, th- there was an attack by Bobby Roode. It looks like they're going to go heel now, which I kind of like. Yeah, they cut. They, they cut that promo before saying that they're going to do uh, try to win by any means necessary. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, after this, Elias, another in-ring performance. Ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Talking about uh, being interrupted by the Doctor of Thugonomics and then dropping his own riffs. Doing a, a little rapping himself, which he's then cut off by the Undertaker. The Undertaker, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I love the fact he's like the only thing. The only whoever interrupts me next is a dead man. Yep. Cue the theme. Which I again, you see those rumors on the internet that uh, Undertaker wants to come back as American Badass. You just uh, that's when when. 
it just wouldn't have made sense. But when uh, at WrestleMania, when Alexa Bliss is like, cue the break or whatever, I think we need a break. Oh, yeah. I said, I think we need a break. And then uh, you had you had the R-Truth and, and Carmella come out to do the seven-second dance break. That I thought, like, we seconds. would hear, like, well, whatever it was. I thought I didn't. I didn't understand that we like her having to read her repeat herself over and over. Well, no, that's because that's because of fabulous truth. Our truth is not on time. He like always goofs up. Oh, and, okay. So that was yeah. legit, like part of their little spiel. Yeah. Okay. It's. It would, I guess the same thing would happen with heavy machinery. Yeah, I thought that maybe it was something with Otis or. Yeah. Okay. But, but when when they when she was doing we need a break, I thought we would hear like an engine rev, like <laughs> like a motorcycle, <laughs> and then know. Taker would American Badass would come out. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen on Monday Night Raw either. It was uh, the oh, Dead but, Man. Yeah, and yeah, and he comes out looking like the Crypt Keeper. His face, because uh, his his uh, hairline is so back now, and he was like so brothered up with his tan. It's like <laughs> I said, I. I uh, I got to see Elias work Undertaker at the Garden. So it's not the first time. Not the first time this happened. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, oh, and also this happened later in the night. I'm just reading uh, notes out of wrong. But let's. Uh, but actually, there was a uh, bizarre video, bizarre promo package of uh, a really broken up box smoking uh, and popped out this weird-looking vulture-type thing that started coughing. <laughs> it had a coughing cage. Hey, or no, it was, it was laughter, wasn't it? It was laughing, but then it started coughing it at laughing. the end. It, it, the only thing this this I can't help but picture this meaning Bray Wyatt's gonna return as some sort of like um, oh who was the guy that dressed as a clown that killed people? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy, dude. I can't I can't help but picture anything else, but this is turning into Bray Wyatt coming out as John Wayne Gacy. Or he's gonna I don't know why weird him trans- clown ventriloquist. I didn't he's gonna this. come out. He's gonna he's gonna be some sort of uh, a juggalo or something now, <laughs> a birthday clown performer, or <laughs> or the son of the goblin. Gonna be son the son of the goblin gooker. Yeah, that thing was weird looking though. I got it. I actually it was a buzzer. I didn't see that. I didn't see that promo. I only saw an image of it, so I actually do have to go back and rewatch that. But I always do like promos in that kind of a aspect where it leaves you thinking and wondering what you just watched and who it could be for like uh like if you weren't mojo raleigh's if, if you were not yeah but yeah wait, who mojo's mojo. his, his new his oh, new thing yeah. where he looks like glacier oh we, we were talking about he, he I, looked, I don't know if chris was on like the show when, i don't know if chris was on the show when we mentioned it but i think i brought up or brandon uh that maybe yeah, mojo some, is actually talking to bray wyatt no in his promos i don't think so yeah i think you might have brought that up i yeah, we I think I brought said, that up. But we Chris could have said Gronk as well, but um, this, yeah, the Bray Wyatt, if you, like, blinked, you would have missed this promo. My friend watched Raw and SmackDown, and I was like, so what did you think of the that promo? He goes, what promo? I was like, the the one with the, the box? What box? The one with the, the smoke and the, the, bu- the, the buzzard? Nothing. Missed it. Had yeah. to go back and rewind it. So it's it'll be interesting to see where it leads to. Um, yeah. What else happened? Yeah. Uh, so then next up after this, you had Dean Ambrose making his last match ever on Monday Night Raw, losing. Well, I mean, it was kind of a no contest because uh, you know got it out of the ring. Uh, big spine buster through a table. 
and Renee Young had to check on her husband. Uh, there was a thank you Dean Ambrose chant, and this is the way uh, he he leaves Monday. He leaves WWE, kicking like and screaming. This sunset. Yeah. Against who? <laughs> um. Next up after this, Sami Zayn. Wait, who was it? Who was it against? It was against Bobby Lashley. He still has the gimmicks oh, in his right. eyes. Yeah. Wait, did he? I didn't. Re- I didn't see. I, when I was watching Raw and SmackDown, it was uh, it was through the USA Network like app oh. sort of thing, so it wasn't as crystal clear as. Mom, I need your phone. I need to watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he it was Bobby Lashley. No, but did it, it? Did did he have his eyes things in? I didn't. I didn't think oh, he did. Oh, gotcha. Yep, he did. He did. Uh, next up, Sami Zayn making his return, saying he's got an open schedule and he wants a match. And Finn Balor answers the call. However, Finn Balor picks up the win over Good the returning match. Sami Zayn. I feel like they should have done this next week because they'll be in Montreal at the Bell Center. I feel like. Uh, I, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that if you do this in the Bell Center, he gets cheered. Yeah, too much face time. Here he returns, True. Well, he gets cheered. Yes, he yes. gets well, cheered and then cuts a promo and says, "No, you guys aren't even worth it." Yeah, this this promo that he cut after after the match was amazing. Yeah, I think Sammy's the, the my best, favorite wrestler. The best part. The best part. See you in hell. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks off. <laughs> I've so never great. heard any. Have you ever heard anybody <laughs> end a promo with? There's see you there's in no hell. reason to there's no reason to say that to an audience. Like we're not like. It was perfect. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I feel like I, I, I can't see this going off well in Canada because of him being so Love. face over there. Yeah. But to start it here, it, perfect. Let's see what happens. Apparent, apparently, he did a uh, dark match after SmackDown against Kevin Owens. Oh, nice. Interesting. Um, interesting backstage promo with Dana Brooke saying how she's super happy for Becky Lynch, and she just wanted to congratulate Becky. And she's got multicolored hair. Dude, again, people were cheering for her, though. That like, this is coming out of nowhere. Hey, listen, maybe they have to take the Kofi Kingston approach now. People start cheering her, keep featuring her more, keep getting that on there. Here's a here's a Monday Night Raw feud for Becky Lynch. You got yeah. Lacey Evans SmackDown. You have Dana Brooke on uh, Monday Night Raw. Boom, everybody wins. Your main, well, what was supposed to be your main event of the evening in a match between Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins, which... Kofi Kingston got the win by disqualification because the bar runs in, then turns into a Teddy Long favorite in a tag team match as your new Universal and WWE champion Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins defeated the bar. So baby faces go home, end of Monday, everyone goes happy. Oh my God, what's going to happen next week on the Superstar Shake-Up? Cool. I mean, I thought Um, that this was... was was Kind of a letdown as far as Raw After Manias go, though. Yeah, it was. I, I, I feel I don't like know. It was... I was I was fine with this Raw After Mania. I was let down by the bar. <sighs> I dude, I popped big time for that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I was. I, I, was, I was let down. I was let down by the bar. I would have rather. You, wait, had that Chris, you were let down by the bar? No, I was let down by the Raw After Mania. Oh, just yeah, just in general. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no. I, I thought like it was cool. Like we okay, so. Undertaker wasn't booked at WrestleMania. It was cool to see him, at least on Monday Night Raw. Lars Sullivan was someone who we were promised, like, what? How many weeks ago? Months ago. So it's not like it's not like a huge, like, call-up surprise. Like, we were already getting him. He was already announced to be coming up. Yeah, that's true. It was only a matter of when. Yeah. But, but it's I, not I like think... there, there wasn't, like, a big, like, oh, my God, this is freaking no, amazing. I, I don't... Sort of 
I, well, that's the thing. I, I, I think that it was still a fun Monday Night Raw. I was let down by the bar, but I still really enjoyed the Monday Night Raw after. Um, yeah, and then after I feel this, like the crowd was a little dead, too. I don't know about that. I think at one point they were – during the main event, they kind of like lost interest. I think they were chanting for We Want Beach Balls due to the history between Cesaro and Beach Balls at yeah. Barclays Center. Yeah, one of the things I thought was pretty cool, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Raw after, um, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns yeah. all kind of yeah. doing a send-off they're for kinda, Dean They're kind of curtain call. Yeah, and Dean Ambrose got on the mic thanking everybody, talking about the history of him Hell at yeah. the Barclays Center. Dude, can I just say how happy I was to hear Dean Ambrose say that his favorite match ever in his career was at Barclays Center at TLC whatever, 2012 or whatever, when we went? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't go to that. I, I thought that was really cool. No, I went to go see This Is Hell instead. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to This that Is Hell. Uh, no, it was great. It was a good show. Shout out to Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, so let's, but let's, let's get on to some SmackDown. Which opened up with the pomp and circumstance of the new day. We had balloons. We had pancakes in every corner. We had a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion in Kofi Kingston. Putting over... Putting over Kofi, saying he did an amazing job. Kofi putting over everybody in his life. Was it me, or did like it's the back of your mind, like, oh my god, New Day's about to attack Kofi? Did any of that inkling? I didn't think that. All right, I was just, I was I was just really nervous about it, and I was gonna cry if it did happen. But <laughs> Drew McIntyre comes out making a surprise uh, debut on SmackDown, uh, being accompanied by the Bar, which then set up later in the night your main event, which is gonna be the New Day versus the Bar and uh, Drew McIntyre. But that's not the only six-man match we had that night. After the commercial break, we had Aleister Black, Ricochet, and Ali picking up the win over Andrade, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. At the end of this match, Randy Orton comes out, hits an RKO, and just starts saying he can't see because the lights are in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. I thought it was fun. Yeah, um, Kevin, Owl- Kevin Owens also came out hit a stunner. He did? Yeah, right, like directly after. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He did on Russo. Which right. led me to think, I was like, oh, who else could like be like that huge pop that comes out next? Kevin Owens, by the way, wasn't booked on WrestleMania. Yeah, he wasn't. So uh, maybe he's just gonna go crazy and start hitting stunners all over the place. And, and I'm with you on that thought. I expected someone else to come out after Kevin Owens. Well, the reason why I did, who who did he hit the the RKO on? Uh, Nakamura, right? I can't remember. I think it was on Nakamura, and then Kevin Owens hit it on Rusev, and then I was like, who's next? But Andrade was sitting outside of the ring, so. Yeah, so uh, next up after this was an interim segment between with Carmella and R-Truth. Uh, Carmella putting over R-Truth for all the help that she's done with him. Uh, R-Truth, uh, you know, just being R-Truth as he normally is. And then Samoa Joe comes out, chokes out R-Truth, and then he gets on the microphone and says, uh, you know, he has a warning to every, all the other superstars that, you know, he'll choke them out too, which then appears Braun Strowman, who tries to lift him up and give him a power slam, but Samoa Joe's too heavy for him, which I find surprising. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like these, like, Raw and SmackDown, to me, felt more like a superstar shakeup episode rather than a Raw after SmackDown no, after I Mania. I 110% agree with you on that. Because they were just putting over everything else. Yeah. Because here, like, you you expect, like, here, Samoa Joe's calling somebody out, and you expect a big, like, re-debut or a debut, a call-up or something. And it's, it's, I mean, it's it's cool that it was Braun Strowman, but that's, like, 
a next week sort of situation. Yeah. It's like the WrestleMania's in the on the in the back burner. It's time to start looking forward to, you know, the new year of the WWE as you can say. New year? New year. <laughs> um another one of these creepy promos with this buzzard type thing laughing and coughing hysterically, which then led to your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, talking about how they're going to be fighting champions, and they had a match against the Brooklyn Bells of Carissa and Kristen, which they successfully picked up the victory over this ginormous team. Yeah, breaking their, what was it, 48-0? 45-0. 45-0. 45-0. Breaking, what a tag team they were, huh? Yeah, good. Yeah. Good to see that um, Iconics being fighting champions, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean the Brooklyn I like- Bells were out of this world. Pun intended. If you get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought I thought it was really funny afterwards when they uh, when they were celebrating their victory. They had the titles around their waist, like doing like the the iconic pose over and over pose. again. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, interestingly enough, during this match, Paige was shown watching Paige this. Here. <laughs> and then she was interviewed afterwards, and uh, she said she's gonna she's back. And she's bringing a team with her next week that'll be challenging for the women's tag team championships. So I I started thinking, who could it be that it's not Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane? But it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. I was thinking like somebody like Mia Yim and somebody else. Yeah, but they, right I, right now you kind of need Mia Yim in your NXT Women's Division, especially with all I'm these women going up. Pick. I don't know if Dakota, Dakota Kai, Kai out. Deegan Knox. I didn't know. If, yeah, but like that's what like we don't know if they're both injured still or whatnot. Whoa. I'm sure they. Are, but who knows? Yeah, dude, I, I'd mark out if it was both of them. But I'm I'd be more than happy to see Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane debut on the main roster because I really enjoyed watching their tag team stuff in that Fatal Four Way match at Takeover. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Next. Up was a big long promo from Shane McMahon talking how he's the best in the world. He made Greg Hamilton introduce him several times with all the inflection that he had at WrestleMania. Uh, he goes and he Can leaves. I just tell you, tell you, there was like a small like grain of sand thought in my head that like, oh my god, he's making him introduce himself over and over again as the best in the world. Brooklyn would absolutely go lose their mind if when Greg Hamilton goes to say the best in the world year, CM Punk comes out, dude. There was like a, a quick little thought. I was like, Maybe. well, then like all the marks started chanting CM Punk and just like, oh. imagine yeah, yeah. if that's what which, they're going for. Which I love Shane McMahon going, <laughs> yeah, okay, or something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's funny is like watch like CM Punk and Shane McMahon they're actually still like brotherly brotherly and stuff like that. Brotherly loved. No, CM Punk yeah. does not talk to anybody. My assumption is that CM Punk doesn't talk to anybody on that uh, gimmick. I don't know. I can't. I can't see that being true. You know. You never know. You never know. Next up, um, surprising here, we have new tag team champions as the Hardy Boys. I defeated the Usos. This was awesome. I love the fact. For some reason, I just love the fact that the Hardys won this. I don't know. And, uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy did it without face paint and in classic gear, matching Matt Hardy in classic gear. Then they took their championship photos in even more classic gear, and I'm just <laughs> freaking out, marking out everywhere, left and right. If only they had Doc Hendricks help them out. Dude, and dude. to top it off, dude, after the SmackDown's over, 
I don't know if this is going to happen or whatnot. I don't even know what they're doing because we right now have Becky Lynch as one champion holding both titles. You had Kofi Kingston challenge Seth Rollins, and I like, oh my God, like, what if I think they're just kind of piggybacking off? Uh... Yo, you got Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and, and Hawkins and Ryder saying they should wrestle next week. Yeah, it's going to be like, what's happening? I'm freaking out. Do you think that they would ever unify the titles again? No. I really don't want that to happen. That's why I, I don't think want they're just, they're just doing They're just titles. doing this to just do the brand split gimmick. So then, if you, so then how do you go back to. Uh, all right, so you don't want that to happen. Right now, Becky Lynch does have two titles. How do you separate one title off of her now? Well, she loses it in a match. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh, it is. That that really, by the way, like really, really funny last week when it was brought up. Like, if Kofi Kingston loses, Dave goes, Daniel Bryan would win. <laughs> I just have to reiterate how funny that was. <laughs> um, after this match, however, you, uh, the man comes out again. Same, essentially the same gimmick that she did on Monday, you know? Yeah. And essentially, it was the same, same promo that happened because she said, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to pull double duty. This is the other thing. I got the titles in my hand. Be- uh, Lacey Evans comes out and punches her in the face again. So, <laughs> but after this, I love the fact that Sami Zayn walks out and just goes, nah, you're not worth it. And walks back out, walks away. Complete, completely ripping off of Cooking with Brandon Episode 7, which you can find on YouTube, Mark, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, great episode right there. I and... even go to, I even announced that I'm about to make, or I'm about to say that I'm going to make a Montreal dish, but. We'll just call it the Montreal, Montreal dish. Job. Puts in. Puts in. Anyway, you have your main event as the New Day, rightfully so, defeat Seamus, Cesaro, McIntyre. This was just kind of hyping up the uh, superstar shakeup. Uh, Kofi hitting a sick trouble in paradise on Seamus. Uh, and then everybody I liked it, uh, although although I think uh, McIntyre disappeared during this match, which I read he might be injured, no. which would really would really suck. Yeah, especially because you you bring him over to SmackDown and you have him feud with Kofi. I think that'd be cool. Lars Sullivan was on SmackDown too, by the way, and def- and beat up the Hardys after their match, which is basically how Brock Lesnar. Good. Not the. Dude, but he... No, no, I I thought the same thing about Brock Lesnar when I saw the Hardy Boys being beaten up. I thought the same thing about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. It just it wasn't Raw SmackDown. It wasn't as exciting in years past. Yeah, but they 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 sent you they sent you home early. I mean, they I sent you home happy with the whole Kofi Kingston thing. I think I enjoyed it, but they, I they sent you home happy with two hundred five live. I would say that. Yeah, that too. If you if you stuck around to watch. 205 Live, that you did, it did not disappoint. Yeah. And then you got, apparently got Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn after that, so. There you go. Stick around. Even more. Stick around. And stick around to this show, because we're done talking about wrestling, and let's just go right into Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. All right. Well, that is right. Shameless Plug time. Shameless Plug. Go check out Game of Thrones on Sunday, April 14th. I cannot wait for this return. It is the final season of Game of Thrones. If you're not watching HBO on Sunday, then don't tune in to Marking Out this week. Uh, yeah. What? 
Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no. Just, if yeah, you're no, gonna no tune into HBO, no. If you're gonna tune into HBO, tune in for Veep. Don't tune in for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones sucks. It's the worst show I've ever watched. There's more. There's more silence than dialogue. I, I Game mean, of Thrones sucks. <laughs> but Next. yeah, but definitely. <laughs> uh, still, still check us out. That would be appreciated. Um, yeah, but that's all I got. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Hey, so appreciate it if people tune in. Chris, you got a rant of the week? Oh, I've got everything. Let's do this. Hit my bumpers, Chris. Shameless plugs. All right. So, match of the week this week, um, it's going to be from GCW's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Barnett presents Bloodsport. Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. A, the fact that Davey Boy Smith Jr. is looking more and more like his father as he ages, like a fine wine, you could say. Uh, and two... Um, these guys are both legit badasses. Like, they are both, like, trained in, like, mixed, mixed martial arts. You know, Davey Boy Smith Jr. is the Billy Robinson champion right now. So, um, it was a shoot fun match to watch. And these guys had a lot of respect for each other. And it was, I could highly recommend uh, finding it. Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. from Bloodsport. So, yeah. I saw, I saw Davey Boy Jr. and, uh... And Teddy Hart were at, uh, I want to say Monday Night Raw? Uh, ML, uh, yeah, MLW. Oh, they probably were at Monday Night Raw, too, for Natty and whoever else that was. Um, but I had rant of the week now. I have to give a huge shout-out, and Brandon's going to love this, to Madison Square Garden. Because they did the right thing by us on Saturday night. So, Saturday night, our seats where we were sitting in New Japan, they were like, the, what was it, the wheelchair-accessible section? Because we got a little... Yeah. So, anyway, like, our seats were great. Our original seats in Section 223 WC, wherever it was. Regardless, that's when ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. But I could stand up. And where our seats were, um, I'm trying to be as polite as this as I possibly can. The three of us couldn't fit into the section where our three seats were allotted because of the crowdedness of the section so me seeing as it was going to be a six and a half hour event i'm like hey let me stand up stand up i'm having a good time can i just add something real quick what in that section if you know that it could potentially be crowded don't have a table that is totally empty taking up so much space yeah but i think that was for like it's press yeah it's press why weren't we sitting there all right continue (laughs) Regardless, that's twoprosingtees.com slash marking out. So I'm standing up. I'm having a good time, enjoying myself. You know, we had a couple cocktails before we uh, came into Madison Square Garden, so we were feeling good. Um, And then I get something thrown at me. And somebody uses expletives and tells me to sit down, and me telling him, go tell security. So I took it upon myself to go to security and be like, listen, you know, we paid everybody, you know, everybody paid a pretty penny to be there Saturday night. But... If I'm going to pay a pretty penny, you know, I want to stand up and be able to enjoy myself. If security wants to tell me to sit down, security can tell me to sit down. Somebody doesn't have to throw th- something at me from the section above to tell me to sit the Bob Backlund down. So I then went to the security. I told them. Then I also told them our seats could not, you know, the three of us can't fit in the spot that we're in. I'm trying to be, like, super nice about it. The way I told this to other people is, is a, a, a completely more expletive-ridden story. But I told them, and then Dave and Brandon 
seeing that I was in the red as I had to sit there and be miserable, not be able to breathe. Um, then went up to security as well. Security did the right thing. Hey, listen, we have, uh, you know, three seats in section 106. If you guys want to sit down here, you know, you're more than welcome to. So they moved us. We enjoyed ourselves completely. Um, also, wrestling fans are the worst. I say it all the time. I'm a wrestling fan. I love being a wrestling fan. But seriously, we're all there for the common good of being together and enjoying this amazing experience of... You know, dude, the first company in 60 years to run Madison Square Garden. Uh, it's an incredible time. You don't have to get pissy and get angry over someone standing up and trying to have a good time. Because if it was the other way around and that guy that threw stuff at me and told me to, you know, told me to sit down was doing that, he would probably, you know, go on Twitter and complain about it to somebody. But. Then again, everybody's the, everybody's at wrestling shows to do the same thing. Everybody have fun. If somebody's standing up, you don't have to throw stuff at them. Be adults. Be human beings, for that matter. So, that's the end of my rant. Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. from Bloodsport. Go check that out also. Uh, and Brandon, I hope you're going to shout out Madison Square Garden as well. But more importantly, who are you going to shout out? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. Make me famous. Well... Kind of, but uh, first up, Kyrie Sane's getting that shout out. I'm on a cruise ship. I said it earlier. She's a pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Kyrie Sane. I can't wait for her to debut on the main roster. Up next is Triple uh, A because I'm super pumped for that, that invading New York show at Madison Square Garden that I will definitely hope to be getting tickets to. I don't know if they're going to like. I don't see that's it's gonna be so weird like seeing that show there because if you watch that in like a feed from Mexico of the show, they have like the I don't even know of like the air horns or whatever. And I definitely don't think that's getting into Madison Square Garden. So it's gonna be weird seeing that. Which by the way, in, in regards to that, the the whole streamers thing I thought was very weak. Very weak streamer game yeah. on uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. But the the last shout-out is going to, I think I just said the twice in a row. I think I said the the last shout-out. <laughs> it's, it's going to the WrestleMania program. Um, honestly, the only way it could be more up-to-date is to not have Muf, Mufa, no, Mustafa. <laughs> Why, you, you got too excited about I the watched, uh, Lion King trailer? Mufasa Ali. Yes. If, if they didn't have Mustafa in front of Ali... And if they had the inclusion of one Kushida, ooh, who yeah. made an appearance. Oh, and, but, and no, but they, also, didn't Gallows and Anderson, like, didn't their names get flip-flopped? Oh, yeah, Gallows and Anderson got flip-flopped. You grow abs, and all of a sudden, they flip-flop your name. They, can, they can't, <laughs> but, uh, they can't I, look at you straight. <laughs> I thought, the, uh, I thought the, the WrestleMania program was really well done. Instead of having, it was more like, it was yearbook format. Yeah, like like brand by brand by brand by brand, and then Hall of Fame if you flip it on the other side, because normally they have, uh, or not normally, because I don't know how it went last year, but as far as I remember, it was like match by match, but this year it came with a bonus sort of thing that had eleven by fifteen match cards for all the matches that took place. That's how people knew Hawkins and Ryder versus Revival was a thing. If they went to the Superstore and purchased a program, it came with the the cards, and you pull it out, and one of them is that match, which wasn't announced at that time. Yeah. But it's really cool, and uh, 
Yeah, it was cool. Because when I went to TakeOver, I was expecting to maybe have some sort of special, like, NXT program because it's, like, the biggest one. You'd have, like, an update with Matt Riddle or something in it. That didn't happen. They, which they ended up selling out of, so I'm assuming they, they were like, this was our last of the inventory, we have to get rid of it. And they also had NXT cups, which I bought, and I realized, I was like, wait a minute, this has Lars Sullivan on it, I already own this one. So yeah. I was able to return that, and uh, I heard somebody ask if uh, NXT people are featured in the WrestleMania program, and the person said no, but they were 100% featured. It's every brand. It's a really good program. Sweet. Thumbs up. Thumbs yeah. up. Anyway... So this is that's uh that's our shout outs. I mean that's Brandon Shouts for this week. Now it's time for maybe the most the, the largest part of our uh show this week. Our Our Mark Out Moment of the Week. Collectively I think we can all say Hawkins and Ryder and Tony Nese winning their respective matches at WrestleMania. New tag team champion, new cruiserweight champion. Um, I marked out hard for Cole Cabana at MSG. Big fan. I tweeted at him about it. He gave me a like ski, so I'm happy about that. I'll get that. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to go with uh, something we actually didn't mention, but SmackDown. Uh, dark match. Drake Maverick is managing EC3 Oh, now. yeah. 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 I saw that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so marked out over the pairing of Drake Maverick with EC3 uh, pairing up the good old Rockstar rock Spud again with EC3. That's so. going to be good. I mean, especially the both of them can talk. So maybe that's something looking forward to in the uh, yeah. future. Yeah. So uh, I'm on a cruise ship, and the person in the cabin next to me is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is he in room 316? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys, wow. I'm not joking. Yeah, you are. Wow. No, I'm going to send you a bumper later. You should not go knock on the door. <laughs> get, get him on the podcast. I'm totally, I'm totally joking. Oh, boo. I kind of heard it in Chris's voice like, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Like, is he, is he, is he messing with me? Like yeah, like how Brandon, when Brandon was texting us, being like, "Oh my God, AEW's here, guys! AEW's going to invade. That's what's, what's going to happen." Well, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've I've gotten to know Brandon for what a few years. So, no, but uh, a mark out moment though. To take it back to Hawkins and Ryder winning the championships, I'm like sitting there. Hawkins, they they made oh. notice. His gear, that being for the Jets, which I noticed, I thought it was cool. It had the C U R T Kurt 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 on the side with a jet, and he was in green and white. Yeah, and apparently Ryder, his uh, like, his daughter had a, a matching little dress to accompany his her daddy's uh her daddy's uh, ring gear. I'm looking at Ryder. I'm like, I get the logos. The logos are like one for each like stage of his career, but the color scheme and the design looks so familiar, and I cannot for the life of me place it. And I think it was on, yeah, it had to have been on Monday. Ryder posted it. He goes, this was my homage to, to Christian at WrestleMania 20. I was like, yes, thank you for, dude, if he didn't say that, it would have been like on my mind every single time I saw that gear. Who, who had the best <laughs> entrance gear, ring gear mania? Ooh. Or in, in the, the, the weekend? I think Johnny Gargano's Iron Man one was awesome. Oh, dude, and the, 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 the entrance, like the 
shirt thing that he wore was cool. Yeah, it lit, lit up like the uh, Iron Man gimmicks. I actually I don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, Matt Riddle had a sick one, too, with the Yankee uh, pinstripe. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But, I yeah, I'm just going to say Hawkins and Ryder, I guess. Yeah. Sick. What about you, Dave? Anything? Uh, Muda, we spoke about it earlier on the show. Yeah, Muda, I totally was surprised by that. Um, it was so cool. I, I kind of marked out for that moment of Muda and Liger. I know we didn't get to enjoy it for too long, but just that quick moment it was, was still pretty really cool. cool. Yeah, that was yeah, really cool. Especially, like, re- rewind back to WrestleMania 29 that weekend. Dave and I went to PWS. We saw uh, uh, Davey Richards versus Tony Nese versus Jushin Liger. Mm-hmm. And then we it was Jushin Liger versus Jomo in the, the next night. I think it was the next night, but so that like fast forward to that from going to whatever, wherever that was to Madison Square Garden to see Jushin Liger. It was so, it was so cool. I'm such a fan of Jushin Liger. I think my biggest mark out moment week for the week was probably John Cena. Really? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I marked out for Hawkins and Ryder and Nice, but John Cena, the basic thugonomics, it caught me off guard. And especially because I was expecting Undertaker there. I wasn't expecting or I was expecting John Cena, but to me, it wasn't going to make sense. Sorry. I already worked. I I just uh, just won in overtime. Because he already worked. He already worked John Cena at Raw 25. Mm -hmm. So this is like a different version of Cena. So like that, I'm fine with that. I thought it was cool. So I I wasn't expecting that. I definitely marked out for that. Also, I guess just overall that, uh, Kofi Kingston's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Johnny Gargano's yeah. Grand Slam champion, too. Of NXT, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, first one. So. And then uh, within the coming weeks, I think we're going to see Velveteen Dream take on Buddy Murphy. And Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's our, yeah, that's it. That's our show for this week, folks. Marking out 300 at 427. Uh, thanks for listening to this online listening experience in podcasting form. Facebook.com slash marking out. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and Brandon on Twitter, Sail on the High Seas, at BTTG161. Uh, and may, I may, may here be here next week. I may not be here next week. We don't know. But Ooh. until then, we wish you the... We end. wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavor.